Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Silmarillion Film Project. This is session number one of season seven, mostly. Like, it, it is, except we're not going to actually do season seven tonight. Or, well, we are. Tonight, we're looking ahead. That's what's happening tonight. It is, it is time to pause. We have come to a major milestone, which is the end of the Baron and Luthien story. And so now we're kind of looking, you know, over the brow of the hill towards the the long descent towards the War of Wrath. And um, as we've, in fact, we've been so excited to think and talk about this that we kept, like, um, uh, digressing into this discussion here and there during the second half of last season and kept having to stop ourselves. So tonight we get to indulge ourselves fully in thinking about um, how we're going to do the road ahead. What? Because uh, one of the th- ways in which... Um, the stuff is coming ahead is really interesting is how are we going to handle the narratives which begin to segment and get a little bit complicated. So um, the goal tonight is to think through and map out uh, roughly between here and the War of Wrath, um, how we're going to plan to do this, what exactly we're going to include in season seven. OK, I don't think season seven is actually that controversial. It's after season seven that's going to get more complicated. Um, um but anyway, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be talking about all that. So big picture story planning here tonight. Um, before we get started, though, this week is a big week. <clears throat> Not only because I started... The Till We Have Faces discussion in Mythgard Academy last night, and not only because we're starting season seven of the Silm Film Project tonight, but also because this weekend is the beginning of our regional moots for the fall. So we are, um, I'm going to Portland, Oregon for Cascade Moot. Tomorrow I'll be getting on the plane tomorrow. So this weekend is Cascade Moot in Portland, Oregon. Um, you can still join us, and you can certainly still join us in a, a remote fashion. All of our moots are fully hybrid, and so you can, uh, you're can you always welcome to join us remotely at any of our moots. And people who join us remotely, as well as people who join us on site, are uh, uh, given recordings of the sessions as well. So even if you want to join remotely and can't make the whole day, you can, you can, uh, uh, you can come in. Anyway... Can't wait for Cascade Moot. Been looking forward to getting to the Pacific Northwest for a long time. We're finally doing that. Two coming up in October. Middle Moot in Iowa and New England Moot here in New Hampshire. And then back to Denver for our second ever Mountain Moot on November 4th. And then down to New Orleans, Louisiana for uh, Bayou Moot, our very first trip to New Orleans. So it's our second totally new moot this fall. Uh, Really fun. Um, Back to Sunshine Moot. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, in February, and of course, Ozmoot, the second uh, uh, international, our second uh, Australian moot, um, down at the end of January, uh, which is going to be in Sydney, Australia, this time. So we were in Brisbane last time. We're going to be down in Sydney this time, um, and that's going to be in the middle of the summer, January twenty sixth through twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. So. Uh, those are, there's more also coming up. We're looking into several other things for the spring, uh, confirming sort of the spring calendar here as we go, but a very eventful fall as we, um, as we, as we move forward. So that's going to be marvelous fun. All right. So we had a pretty good grip on the first five season arcs, right? Um, we ended up, well, 
the plan anyway was five seasons. Um, then y'all twisted my arms and were like, because, you know, Nick and Marie were both really heavily in the camp of they're like, look, of Beleriand and its realms is too action packed. It's too exciting. We need a whole season just devoted to of Beleriand and its realms. So I was like, yeah, it has to happen. And we did. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> and we did. Uh, yeah. It may be more accurate to say <laughs> that the issue arose that men die real fast. And yeah. that was a large chunk of time. So we were having struggles figuring out how to have characters on screen for more than one episode if they were mortal. Yeah. And the idea of how, having a character such as Halleth only appear in a single episode seemed like the wrong choice for our show. Yeah. In an alternate universe, somewhere out there, Silm Film was made with only five season with only five seasons, including Baron and Luthien. And it was probably still awesome because <laughs> it would have given us the actual experience that the elves were having, and that would have been right. entertaining and interesting. Right. But we would have lost a few things along the way and yeah, agreed. Agreed. And it wasn't just of Belair and in its realms. It was, you know, the five chapters after that as well. Well, I know, but come on. You have to admit that that joke is pretty funny. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. And so I'm going to let you have it. And it's not and entirely not wrong. I mean, it was mostly of Valerian and its realms. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit about Ale and Aradel and... You know, maybe of the coming of men into Beleriand, you know, things like that. Yeah. But it allowed us to spend time in each of those realms rather than just saying, okay, and some things happened and here's all the stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The documentary version, much easier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, the documentary version is going to be fantastic. Um, I wonder if somebody's working on that. Me too. Me too. I hope they would get with it. Um, all right. So time for a new plan. All right. We need to we need to make the second half of the plan here and figure out what we're doing. So okay. Season seven is pretty easy. Right? We know the one bit we kind of skipped over already was the disappearance of Hurin and Huor. Um, so we already talked about this that we were thinking episode one is Hurin and Huor. Um you know, being whisked into Gondolin, their time in Gondolin, you know, so I, how many episodes we spend, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, um, so we begin with Hurin and Huor in Gondolin, and then we end the season with, uh, you know, Aure and Tuleva, basically, you know, with, with, with Hurin at the Fens of Serech. I mean, I think that's, and, and I'm not saying that that exact moment has to be the closing end of the, but that, you know. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, if you say this season is about the Nernith, that's fair, but yes. it feels weird because it's not going to be a whole season about one battle. So not that the Nernith is a single battle, but still, it's, right. yeah. So saying that this is the season about her and who are is different. They have a whole story that we're going yeah. to tell. And obviously that culminates in defense of Sarek. Right. Exactly. So it's, it, this not only means that this again it's it's fairly intuitive what the scope of the season will be and i love how um this shape really kind of emphasizes the um 
you know, we're going to be getting Gondolin at the beginning and the end, you know, and and that kind of connection with with Huron and who are there with God, you know, so that that's a sort of nice uh, as we're going through there. But also it seems pretty clear we've we've had for the last few seasons a clear sort of central protagonist point of view character. Um, and this one is pretty obvious, right? I mean, Hurin is our, I think, our our central protagonist for season seven. So season seven is, is, is okay, I'm not going to say it's easy, but a lot of these basic parameters really kind of suggest themselves, I think, without too very much... Um, without too very much discussion. There'll be a lot of things that'll be fun to elaborate, right? A lot of things that'll be fun to add. Um, what What are the things were you guys thinking about there? Well, I would say that the, the biggest question is going to be where exactly we end. Like, that's ah, really right. going to be the yeah. big question. Like what the final scene will be, like the, the, yeah, the closing scene, yeah. Yep, agreed. Uh-oh. I seem to have lost people. <laughs> oh dear. Um, hmm. I wonder what happened. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so, question: Can you guys still hear me? Um. I. Oh, oh dear. All right. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we had a Zoom problem. All right, hang on. Yeah, you can still hear me because I'm coming through on my mic, which is not connected to Zoom. You can't see me, but you can hear me. I could pop up. Hello, I'm here. All right, hang on a second. Zoom is failing me. Hey, <laughs> oh. it just reappeared. I didn't even restart it. it oh, just, you're, you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> It just reappeared. That was super. I've never even seen that. I've been using Zoom for years now. (laughs) I tried to shut it down and it just popped back up again. So Uh, weird. You're. you're, Oh, sorry. I'm doubled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we took over while you were gone and. uh... (laughs) And talked to nobody. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, what did you you took over while I was gone and then planned the rest of the thing and I'm like, oh, yes. oh wait. Did yes, that we're all done. Happen? I'm not, we're I'm completely not, I'm just... done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh... It's all good. It's all good. Okay, all right. Sorry for that brief interruption. Um so what I was saying was, um, in addition, so uh, Nick, you were saying some other things that'll be interesting to include, uh, and other. You were you were, you had just started to say exactly where it ends is going to be one of the really interesting things, right? Right. So, for example, we can have it end at Hurin's capture, mm-hmm. right? And if Hurin's our focus point, that kind of seems like yep the yep. end of the season. Yeah. Um, maybe some extra stuff to kind of like point towards the, yeah, the, the next season. Closing scenes, yeah. But the drama ends there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yep. if if he's our big focus point. Um you know, you could show him getting dragged into Angband and thrown up on the uh, you know, in the chair and whatnot. But that it that doesn't feel like no yeah, i'm not feeling that either i i, right. I think uh 
that seems to me like the beginning of well, I mean, basically what Christopher did in Children of Turin, right? right. It seems like the beginning of the Turin story rather than the end of the of right. the story. Precisely. Yeah, the the curse is really Turin's thing. It is. Turin yeah, it lives is. it out. I mean, it's Turin's it's... problem too, but it's yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's the next chapter. Yeah. Yep. So I yeah. I agree with that. There are a lot of the questions that we'll have to say. Is this in? Is that in? Yeah. Once yeah. we get to the end, there. Um, for instance, the Hill of Slain. Will that be shown at the end of this season in some kind of shot just to see that it would for be... the effects? Yes. And yeah. then we deal with it later to tell the story there. Yeah. Um, where we'll we go are to other not... storylines to see the end of something, maybe mm-hmm. depending on where we are with things. Like, well, I, we have a few things to work out. And, and our hill, the slain, death, don't we? But mm, I mean, we don't have to include it in this season. We have to I include know, it in the show. I, yeah. There's places to work it in later if we so choose. It's if just, you just yeah. want to that, make that, it the beginning of the, the tour story, for instance. Mm-hmm. For instance, yes. Especially yeah. if the tour story is told with any remove from that battle. We're mm-hmm. going to need that flashback right. to her mm-hmm. to understand yeah, what's yeah. even going on with tour. So depending on choices we make tonight, right, <laughs> that might influence where we place Rian yeah. mm-hmm. um, at the end of her story. And and of course, our hill of the slain is actually going to include slain. Not just helmets? Just being, not just helmets. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going right. to shy away from okay. actual dead bodies. <laughs> I, knew. I, I thought that might be just where you were headed there. Yep, I agree. I agree. The grass will grow better on uh, a hill made of actual dead bodies rather than a hill made of Right? Bodies. It's hard to grow grass on steel. Helmets. Yeah, it is. Classically. Famously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, anyway, you yeah. So we'll, point. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have other uh, smaller storylines that we'll have to develop for this season that we haven't yet, such as what is going on with Sauron and the Easterlings. What is going on with Galadriel? Like we'll have to plan some things yeah. there. So depending on those stories, we may have something to do with the last episode as well. Yeah, but I would. One thing I would. One, one thing within I would, the scope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One thing I'd throw in here, by the way, we've been um, we've been pretty restrained, all things considered with Goadriel since the end of season four, right? We got her married off and we've given her in Caliborn a nice long honeymoon here. I know she came in in but a couple places. Isn't, isn't that what fictional women, isn't that the end of their story when they get married off? <laughs> when when they get married, works? yeah, that's how it it's It depends work, whether right? it's a French novel or an English novel. Oh, yes. right, okay, okay. <clears throat> Just so you know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, she's done what she's supposed to do, though. Like, that's her job. <laughs> right. <laughs> in an English novel, sure. <laughs> Anyway, not that sorry. There's really no uh, point in trying to keep Nick from running himself into trouble. But um, nobody's what? trying to goad Marie <laughs> into a tirade of any kind. The point if is, if you're going to get a different tirade than you asked for, I think, so be careful. <laughs> the point is, we so we brought Goadriel into like the story of the arrival of the um, you know the Estelades and and all of them, right? Um, but um, we. We've been relatively like restrained. We we connected her with Luthien, and you know, but we brought her in for the the one episode. You know, she came to the wedding uh, and all that kind of thing. So we've we've not left her behind. We've not forgotten about her entirely. But we what haven't yet. This season is a very small role. Very small sample, and and it basically it has meant that so far in the last two seasons, yeah, five and six, last two seasons, we have basically avoided the question. In the rest of the story of the first age, how is Goadriel going to be 
involved? You know, what is her, you know, because there's going to need to be if unless our answer is going to be she goes over the mountains and and ceases to be involved in Beleriand at all. um, So, you know, like basically unless we do that, we're going to need to work her pretty significantly and think about how to work her pretty significantly into the events that are upcoming. And if we choose not to do that, then we can't just leave her behind and we got to figure out a way to involve her story on the eastern side of the mountain. So um, that certainly seems to be something that we're not going to... Season 7 is beginning to feel... I didn't feel the the lack of her in the last two seasons. Um, you know, again, we involved her and in some small ways, and I did, but I'm, I'm coming to the point now where I'm feeling like if we don't get more Goadriel, we're going to, st- you know, we're going to kind of lose track of her as a character. Right. So, And we have choices to make now about when she's going to go yeah. east and what is her connection to the story with the rest of Doriath. Um, yeah. Because obviously Doriath's storyline is not going to survive the first stage. Uh, So, like, we have to have some choices and some intentions there before we go too much further. Which is why I'm happy that we're doing this planning episode now. Mm -hmm. um, Because technically we could wait a whole season, right? Um, We have seven more or less scoped out. So we could get through seven before we said, and what are we doing with the rest? But I wanted to know what we're doing with the rest yeah. So that that would influence any choices we make when we plan out seven. <clears throat> yeah. And of course, to some extent, I mean, I don't want to overdo it because mm. I never do that. But um, if we we're going to have to think about Goadriel's like ultimate trajectory here. I mean, there's um, we should even be thinking about what is her trajectory going to be into the second age. And I'm thinking of course, of the multiple versions of the Galadriel story that Tolkien was developing, you know, what her role exactly is in, uh, you know, relationship to, um, Eriador in the second age and the founding of, you know, Lothlorien. And there are a bunch of different versions of that story with her more and less involved. Um, and again, I think it's, we, we need to be, I feel like season seven is the season where we need to begin her on her trajectory. And so we're going to have to have a, um, what may seem like a very forward thinking discussion about Galadriel, uh, because I think we're, we're, yeah, we're just going to, we're just going to need that. Um, yeah. So the other thing that we need to remember is that we kind of need to backslide her a bit. Right. And for sure. But I mean, of course, season six kind of allowed us to at least slow her down (laughs) in her character growth. Um, But I kind of feel like she needs to, she needs to do something pretty bad Mm -hmm. in order for us to, to get back to a point where it's going to make sense for her to grow over the second age. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there other of these kinds of storylines that we want to be thinking of in season seven? Like other, uh, you know, I, 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 I hesitate to say that because it's not like I think we necessarily need to make Goadriel the big. Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah, there is already, obviously. Um, Sauron. It's time for us to start answering the Sauron question. 
Yeah. Right. Both those questions take us to the end of the first age and beyond, which yes. is why we should consider the whole trajectory and not just answer those questions for season seven. So yes. as we discuss their storylines in season seven, it should be and looking forward to eight, nine, 10, 11, however Definitely. many seasons we want to have in right. Right. the first stage, which is maybe right. something we should figure out. Yeah, we'll, and, that's, and, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you know what? Maybe a conf maybe a conflict between Galadriel and Sauron may not be the world's worst thing to to, no, to start logical. off the second age it's and have logical. and it could be a place where Sauron essentially tricks her, traps her into doing something like pretty pretty close to being evil. You know, I, like that's kind of, of his go to move. Yeah. I mean, this is um I I I blame you guys, but this was a struggle I had throughout the Rings of Power discussion. Right? People would be like, Oh, this Gladrial story doesn't make sense and I'm like, um actually it seems almost inescapable, actually, from the point I mean, in the that is to choose Galadriel and Sauron as the two, the two main through line antagonists because they're the two that come through. I mean, like, why, it's, why would you not do that? Why would you why not would do you that? Not? It's perfectly logical. So you know, when I, I, it's why I've never. I mean, there are lots of other reasons why I haven't been able to enter into the like general spirit of scorn, which which the Rings of Power storyline was treated well, well before it was released, but I mean, even afterwards, I you know I've not been able to you know. There are criticisms to make, but in my opinion, that's not one of them, nor is like Galadriel looking for vengeance. Like, okay, yeah, seems seems logical, actually. Yeah. And if we had had the foresight to think of that first, we, that totally could have been her motivation moving forward. There is absolutely zero reason to not think that Galadriel wouldn't be a little bit aggravated at the death of Finrod and be totally willing to hunt down a disappeared Sauron at this yes. point. Especially since Sauron has the way that that fits into the dynamic. Uh, if Sauron is going to go east, which we're pretty sure he's going east, um, that somebody in Beleriand would A, notice that, and B, say, you know what? Maybe... Maybe somebody ought to go see what he's doing out in the East and, you know, maybe try to interfere with him messing up the rest of the continent while everybody's focused over here. Not Maybe somebody who isn't going to be in the story. Right. Without having to, I mean, Right. Without yeah. our, our having to add an entire plot line of, like, to answer questions like... What was Galadriel's role in the Battle of Unnumbered Tears? What was Galadriel's role in the fall of Doriath? Right? What was Galadriel's role at the Havens of Syrian? Right? I mean, like, we those questions have to be answered if we I mean, if we're gonna keep her there, right. we've got a whole lot of figuring out to do and a whole lot of new story to be and it's gonna have a massive ripple effect on all of those stories if we add Galadriel to them, as we would have to. She survives. Right. So, so yeah, no, I, I mean, her yep. survival is why we probably shouldn't put her in Doriath when it's getting fact. <laughs> right. It's a pretty good reason not to be in Doriath that day. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. obviously some elves do survive, so she could be among the survivors. Like we could do that storyline as well, but we would have to 
very much think it through and have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And not just be like, oh, right. Galadriel. She's there too. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, and I would add, by the way, Nick, I don't feel the same compulsion that you do to avoid that because just because they did it. And here's why. Here's the number one reason why. Mm. The number one reason is that we already anticipated them. Like we can prove that we, I mean, come on, we did PTSD go Adriel before they did. We're fine. We fight. We have established our We didn't do vengeance Galadriel yet, but we also hadn't killed Finrod in the story until season six. In our defense. Yes. She didn't really have a reason to be vengeful until all three of her brothers got killed. Right. I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm just spitballing here, but I don't think we have her leading squads of, elves into the northern reaches to try to find where Sauron was. Since I'm pretty sure the trajectory of our story is likely to be quite different uh, from the Rings of Power trajectory, the mere fact that one of her motivations is vengeance for her brother, like the, you know, or at least one of the, even to put it a different way, one of the temptations that she struggles against is the desire for vengeance for Finrod. I don't see any reason that we need to avoid that at all. Again, you know, I, it's, I don't think it's going to be hard to avoid crossover. Yeah. And we're not going to get to the second age until Rings of Power has finished their storyline. So <sighs> we'll get to pick and choose what we like, dislike from that adaptation, just as we will be able to pick and choose what we like or dislike from Peter Jackson's adaptation when we get to Lord of the Rings. Exactly. In because many, we apparently have now. all the rights. Not oh, just man. the rights to the source material, but also the rights to the Peter Jackson film and Rings of Power. That was our premise about a theoretical adaptation. Man, we can, we can take we whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Feel a little bit like <laughs> Captain Kirk standing under the 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 green. Thing the granary with the tribbles falling, with the tribbles down. falling yes. down. Yeah, yeah I exactly. feel a little bit like that right now. <clears throat> yeah, Icon is saying we may also end up with the right to remain silent too. Yeah. But I think <laughs> a few people on Twitch are theorizing about that right now. When yeah, we're going to get exactly. a cease and desist? Well, as long as we're not doing anything, and I think we've established we're not. We have the right to anything. talk about doing things. We can, exactly no problem. Yeah, no problem. The chances of us putting anything on film? Oh, <laughs> remote. Remote. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have just no resources whatsoever to do that sort of thing. But moving right along. um, And it's funny because I would have said that without the faintest whiff of irony five years ago. Um, But anyway, anyway. Okay. 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 Um, So Galadriel and Sauron both are two of the other big I mean, outside that central story of the Near Nith or Noidiad and, and and you know, Hurin and Huor and um you know that the you know the the road from the visit to Gondolin through to the uh the um you know the Fens of Sarek. We that I think is 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 those those two storylines. Sauron's and Goadriel's are two of the are two of the big ones. Other things we should be just generally we should be thinking of. I'm 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 doing this not to delay moving on to the future seasons, but because I want to make sure I, we have this in mind before we do that. Yeah, that's the main ones. Obviously, at some point we might want to consider if Morgoth's story through the end of the age does what we wanted to do with him. 
but I think it's been clear in some film for a while that he's lost any creativity he once had. Yeah. So his plans usually are just like crush people, outlast yeah. them. You know, it's like so he's not really yeah. doing anything other than being the most powerful being in all of Arda. Um, and it's 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 funny because of course here we we confront sort of a classic problem, right? That like he's he is becoming this is the same as true of Sauron in the third age. The further he gets down the road to, you know, degradation, the more boring of a character he becomes. He's a completely right. uninteresting he was an interesting character in season one. He just sits on his throne and broods and plots to kill people, you know, and conquer right. things. So there's yeah, I don't so else. I don't I don't really think there's much to plan there. Um and at some point we might want to consider other characters who will survive into the second age, such as Gilgalad, um, or Celebrimbor. But the two main ones are Sarn and Galadriel, and then yeah. um other storylines are going to be more minor things like, oh, what are we doing with the dwarves this season or that kind right. of thing. And obviously there's going to be dwarves the whole way through, just, you know, yes. different dwarves because of lifespans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Um, okay. So peeking ahead then. Well, not peeking. Gazing resolutely ahead here. Um, so the remaining chapters are... Of Tour and Turambar, of the Ruin of Doriath, of Tour and the Fall of Gondolin, and of the Voyage of Arendel and the War of Wrath. That mm-hmm. that's the sort of uh, what seems to be the obvious natural approach to moving forward. I mean, it's easy to imagine like one season per for each one of those four things. Right? That would be mm. very intuitive. Right. And that's why I put that as the first choice of how to do this. Um, So in, I think, two more slides, we'll get to it. But the the let's just follow the order in the book and use that as the scope for for each season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a reason to do that one. It obviously worked in the original story, but there's also some reasons to consider other options. And one is that the published Silmarillion is not concerned with chronology. Yes. It tells stories in whatever order it wants to, which I guess is whatever order Tolkien wanted to, but in the order in which they become important, I think is the meaning you can say this has been going on for a thousand years or like, let's step back in time and catch you up on this thing and then continue the story. So you'll see in the order here that we've got the story of Tuor in what would become if the sort if see if uh turn is in the season eight storyline right right tour will be the tenth season but tour is born at the end of the near ninth right so he's right. only a little younger than his cousin turin and they do of course cross paths at one yep. point in their lives so the crossing paths happens in both stories but we would have one occurrence in season eight and one occurrence in season 10 which would mean there's going to be a lot of flashback to get the audience to know what's happening when and that flashback might make the story a little clunkier on film than it does while reading it where you can be like ah yes as you recall turin his cousin we remember that story that was only two chapters ago right which is different than you remember that guy from two seasons ago two years ago it's a, a different feel 
Exactly, it is, and in it, I mean, you can see even in the even in the published book, there are costs of this choice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. the, you can see the logic behind this kind of structure, right? We go straight from the near knife um, and the capture of Hurin to the curse on the children of Hurin and the Turin Turambar story, right? Which leads directly through Hurin's release and the highly truncated wanderings of Hurin um, to the Naglamir and the uh, the Ruin of Doriath, ultimately, right? But of course, and of course, we want to do the story of Tour and the Fall of Gondolin, but we want to connect that with that's the segue to Eärendil, right? So we want to go back. So you know, you can see why he wanted to juxtapose that with the voyage of Eärendil, right? That from a narrative perspective, like with those two sort of narrative threads, which then finally come together at the voyage of Eärendil and the you know at, at the havens of Syrian, basically at the end, that all makes sense. But there are costs to it. And one of the costs is, you know, what what you guys were already alluding to about the question of where to include the death of Rian. We were talking about that. Mm. That the beginning of the tour story always feels it is only two chapters back, as you say, but at the but it feels like miles and miles away from the near knife or like it doesn't feel like a this is the immediate aftermath of the near knife we've as readers yeah. we've been coping with the post near knife world for right. a long time by then and it doesn't yeah. feel the same right and I, I i think that that pacing is gonna be very clear in a visual format and that an audience is not gonna Except the Mm -hmm. let's pretend you don't know anything that happened in the past season and we'll just start from that battle again and tell a totally different story. You can do that. Like you can have a a pivot point where you tell one branch and then you come back and you tell the other branch. You can do that on film and it it, it can work. But it's it's not it's something you're asking the audience to go on that journey with you. The biggest problem that we face that that Tolkien did not face in this is that we kind of have to tell the audience what's happening with our other characters that they've come Mm. to know over Mm -hmm. previous seasons. We can't forget about the Feanorians and the right. Right? Marie can never forget about the Feanorians, but. We nope. can't we can't forget about these people while we're telling these other stories. Yes. And the problem is that if we do Turin and then two seasons later we go back to the same time period and do Tour, now the audience either already knows what all those people are doing or now they've been waiting two seasons to find out what's been happening to all those right. people. And right. you ask anybody who watched The Walking Dead people hate that (laughs) yeah no it's hard and also i mean i would say this seems i'm not saying it's inescapable Marie. as you said you can you you know it can be done and it can be done well you know in various modes but but the fact of the matter is there's a kind of chronological immediacy to watching a visual you know to watching a tv show doing a encountering of doing a visual encounter with a story right um that you just no yeah. matter how compelling the narrative in a written text it doesn't have that same sense of um the same sense just in this the same thing that enables a, a, an author in a written text to do a significant aside even in the middle of like an action sequence right i mean like, there could be a, a fight happening you could be in the middle of a battle and the the, the narrator could i mean it, 
this can be done badly and can be done well, but could theoretically take like a whole paragraph in which to like talk about something quite, you know, to kind of, you know what I mean? To like interrupt the action yeah. with a long description or a long, uh, a long aside, even a long discursive, uh, discursive even. Um, Perhaps you really, need really to know well. the history of the Paris sewer system, for instance, and <laughs> right. you need to have it all for laid instance. out for the, for the reader who right. is maybe curious about whether or not, um, Marius is going to die right. at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But no, nope, right. got to get the whole history well, of the parasaur system. You might need to understand what the smell of a wooden boat is right in the middle of chasing a whale. I was going to say, you might even need to know exactly how the uh, whaling line weaves around uh, from, you know, from, from, from eye to eye around the entire boat. You know, just as you're about to set out hunting, no, I could Moby Dick probably, is the most egregious example. Of I could probably place. find like I could probably talk for about an hour and a half on the way that Melville does that sort of thing. I love right. the whaling chapters in Moby Dick. Huge fan, <laughs> huge fan. But that's, those aren't get... the ones that bother me. It's the timeout to talk about how Captain Ahab would sit on the deck with his hat just so over his head. <laughs> you couldn't really tell if he was asleep or awake because he couldn't really see his eye, but it looked like he could see if he was awake. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care anymore. I get it. Uh, the the get third it. chapter on whales in art was what got me, but <laughs> the, the chapter on the whiteness of the whale is actually yeah. very well done Great chapter. and reminded me of um, uh Saruman and Theoden and stuff like it, it's it's good. Yeah. So exactly. there's stuff in there worth reading, right. but oh, yeah, um, of course. But anyway, the, the, the point is, like, <laughs> you can do that in a written. T- yes. You, yes. Almost no filmmaker could get away with that kind of. I mean, it's it's po- theoretically anything's theoretically possible, but that kind yeah. of thing to in the middle of an action sequence be like, and now we're just going to pan away and do something. I mean, it, as I say, there's a kind of immediacy to film that you just don't have in, the, and so I think. To me, that's one of the biggest problems, because no matter what we do, no matter how we try to set it up, if we go from Near Nith to Turin to Doriath, um, there's this sense of like, we're, we've been following the story, right? This is what's going on. And it's going to be weird and it's going to be hard to be like, OK, how far have we caught up to now? You know, if even if we can get them through the jump backwards at the beginning of season 10, right. it's going to be hard. And also the rage at like not getting to know what happens next yeah. for an entire seat like this yes yeah yes um, before we rejoin the refugees um at the right yeah right. no i agree it's 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 now, challenging there there are costs in the published texts i i agree with you that i think the costs are higher would be higher to try to follow this in now uh, in okay. visual form so on the flip if side you go- but if you go to the next slide, it shows you a very linear path for all the seasons thus far in a yeah. visual format. And then if you go to the one after that, it discusses this one. <laughs> okay. So, so we this can is keep the, advancing through our this slides. Is, this yeah. is the chronology, the, yes. the interweaving our colored circles here. Our, um, uh, this is, the, this is the, 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 the text version. Right. right. The, what we've done so far leading into the text version. Leading into the text version. Okay, right. More or yeah. less. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, right. the flip side of all of that is essentially the interweaving of stories that we've done up until this point is child's play by comparison to yeah. what we would have to do to get 
everything that's kind of happening kind of concurrently. And of course, we'd have to play with the timeline and we'd have to play with the events to make sure that the tone lines up. So, yes. for example, if you moved tour story, entire story forward to be concurrent with Turin's, right? Now you have to, like, his story now, his story in that season would have to end when he reached Gondolin, right? Like, it would have to be, because you, you, you couldn't do for chronological well, You're purposes. saying that you don't want to go back and forth in the same scene between Tuor and Idril getting married in Gondolin and, like, Niniel throwing herself no. off the no. waterfall? No. Like, you know, no? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That's the nope. juxtaposition you're seeking to avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and even I wait, wait, I wait. No, have, even I better. Don't... We have Tour and Idril, right, wooing each other, and then we have Niniel and Turin wooing each other at the same time. Oh yeah, bring <sighs> the couples together. But you want to like <laughs> another thing that would be tempting to do some people might be tempted to do is to set it up so that the fall of Gondolin is concurrent with Turin fighting Glaurung mm -hmm. and those are two extremely different pieces yes the fight with Glaurung feels very visceral like it's very down in the mud for mm -hmm. him <clears throat> Turin has to pull out all the stops and fight extremely dirty to get that done. Yes. Whereas that's not what we're looking at at, at the fall of Gondola. The fall of Gondola is the, a desperate defeat and it doesn't feel the same way. Agreed. Right. No, it's, it is challenging. I mean, it is true that it's one thing to say, look at the costs of the, of the following the book order, but mm -hmm. there are, if you take it apart, you better put it back together in a good way. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't call them costs in the same way. I'd call it challenges. Like they're it's yeah. extremely challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Fortunately, so... our 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 long our long uh, our, our long ordeal in making in making this thing thus far has prepared us to oh, meet yeah. those challenges. Yeah. It's a good thing right. we weren't trying to do this from the start. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So. Uh, all right. Okay. So we talked about the advantage, the traditional plan. So let's yeah. more, more about yeah, so the, the, um, the next the one is plan. what, what happens if you try and put turn and tour together? Okay. Where would you want to go with that? And what would be the things to avoid is kind of the, the thought process there. And um, as Nick was saying, there's a lot of things there that you don't want to juxtapose. So you would have to be careful how you do it. Yep. The um, minimalist version would be, just be to include um, the childhood of Tour in that season and then cut Tour's story off and focus on Turin the rest of the time. But you could go further. What if you go to all the way to him arriving in Gondolin? Because you don't want to get to the Gondolin part yet, but what if you at least have Tour meet Veronway, right? Yeah. Then what is that going to be matching up with in Turin's story? Yeah. And how are you going to handle the tone of Turin, which is this very depressing, every choice you make is bad story versus Tour, you are the chosen one and like almost set this aside for you from the right. beginning and right. like, look how everything is awaited. working out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so there's this very 
different story we're telling. They're cousins, sure. But yeah. <laughs> like, so Tours Youth is in Dorloman and Turn's going to return to Dorloman. They're not there at the same time, but there are parts of that that fit. Like you can do parts of it, but at what yeah. point do you want Tour to have the focus yeah. and not be sharing time with Turn's tragedy? Well, like, and this is, I mean, to be totally honest, mm-hmm. I have to admit that one of the things that I struggle with is like combining anything with the tour right. story. You yeah. Know, it's like, I mean, the tour, inst- it's, I mean, okay, no, let me be more precise. Combining anything with the tour and story without becoming like satirical. Mm. Like you said, like, like, wouldn't it be funny too? Wouldn't it be funny too? Or like, meanwhile, back in the Turin story where everything sucks, right? Like, let's go mm-hmm. back to, uh, you know, it's it's um, it could almost become its own parody if you're not mm. careful. Like it's 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 a hard story to do. Again, it's a challenge. It, I mean, it's it's a, it's a really Luckily, interesting. Although it's a little tale of two cities too, in 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 that sense, which isn't. I mean, like you could lean right into that right. and and essentially say you know look these are these two guys that are in not entirely that they're both fostered by elves mm-hmm. one in the royal court of the elven king that the hobbit elven king wishes he could be and right. the other in exile in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. right and charting the the chart of those two journeys forward there's something there too that's yes. that could be worth telling but again you gotta pull apart all the pieces and now match them up so that they start making sense together if you were yeah. going to do that yeah and Agreed. the other challenge then is that you would be spreading turn story over two seasons because mm-hmm. um, if you're going to be intercutting him with somebody, there's a lot of story for Turin. Right. So we would yeah. need the two seasons. Yeah. And now what do you use as the season finale in the middle of both the of middle. those stories? And you can do it because Turin has Nargothron. all these things. Yeah, exactly. The fall of Nargothron sounds like a, a good ending point. But then where in the tour story do you want to end and pick up? And now you're probably on different Wedding. timelines. Hmm? Wedding. As the second one. No, no, sorry. As the first Idril one. And tour. Okay, so you want to do the whole get him into Gondolin. Well, the no, I'm Nargothon. just saying, I suggest yeah. impossible midpoints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be one logical right. mid- The The uh, having the first season be Journey to Gondolin, having second season being, um, Air, you know, young Arendel in Gondolin and Mygwin's betrayal and right. the fall. Okay. So, I, but I, then, I, but, or, now or the could, challenge. Go, but yeah. Now the challenge. So the first thing is, what do you put as the endpoints of the first season which i think is a solvable problem right yes, now solvable. you have the second season where you want the end point to be the death of glaron and the fall of gondolin well and do we really want that you yeah. could uh, you could back off of two or four seasons right and that's the thing is and do fall of gondolin along later. yeah you you could do that right so in well, that case you don't need to get him to gondolin by the end of the first season well, he could though, be honestly well if we did the wedding at the end of the first season, that would give them like a good half season of happy, you know, marriage and, and, you know, young childhood and of young Arendel. Mm. Um, Cause I mean, there's not a whole lot of action. Like 
they're married, they're being married, they're having a kid, the kid is growing up, right? right and Mygwin yeah. is creeping on them, and then Mygwin is betraying them. Idril, so, I mean, the, the actual Idril builds a tunnel, you know. Idril builds it, yeah, right. I mean, of course, yeah, we have to have the, uh, the important... Um, excavation and construction scenes <laughs> of the tunnel. But no, 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 you're right. You're right. I mean, there, there are yeah. things there. But again, it's not like, I mean, by itself, it's not like, oh, yeah, that's a packed season of action, right? There, right. I mean, it, it would definitely be the um, the lesser half of the two if we want to, you know. Right. Could give so then options. maybe the fall of Gondolin comes out of nowhere, which maybe is good because that's kind of how the story goes. Right. But it might seem that we've some of our big events right on top of each other. Well, and don't forget, well, we have a third thing that we need to interlay in here, and that is, like, it's not like we can wait to start the Ruin of Doriath until right. after the Turin story, right? I mean, we've right. got to get, get the Silmaril. We, I mean, there's, there's, there, there's things that we need to do, right? That we need yeah. to move yeah. things along. Right. So if at some point it's like, well, why just intercut? Tour and turn. Let's just intercut everything, right. which I believe is another slide. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> and that yes. is where you start taking the pieces of these stories and putting them together, because Doriath is an important story. Doriath is part of Turin's story, but the pieces of Doriath are very different. The, the death of Thingol and the Noglamir is not the same as the story of Dior trying to. T- restart Doriath yeah. from scratch and then get sacked by Feanorians. That's right. a completely different story. So they don't need to be in the same season. Like we don't need to see like, and now it's the Doriath season where everything terrible happens in Doriath. Right. We could very easily take pieces of that and put it, well, here's the wanderings of Hurin that includes the Noglamir and leads yeah. to the death of Thingol. And then in a totally different season, be like, welcome to Doriath, Dior. Have fun. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like we could, we could. Good luck with that, Dior. Yeah. Ah, poor yeah. Dior. Yeah. Uh... And, and, and to be honest with you, I feel woefully underprepared for this because I feel like I would need to go over. And I feel like Marie's kind of done this in this, in, in these slides here. Yeah. Is, so... I would need to go through all of these stories and pick apart the individual events and start stacking them Right. So let's let's look. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's read what what Marie was thinking of here for eight and nine. Uh, in the um, there's a visual on the next slide that might make it easier, but oh, you can read it first before is. you switch. If I had okay. if I had brought my reading okay. glasses down, I could. Oh, okay. Never mind. Hang on. Okay. No, I can, right. okay, no, okay. Hang on. It's I got okay. it. I got it. I saw. It. I, I will read it. All right. Um. I oh for okay. Hang on. Footnote before we do. Um, I just want to mention how excited I am to talk about this stuff, in, especially since – so we just finished doing the end of the War of the Jewels in Mythgard Academy at the end of the last one. So um, all of that part where Christopher Tolkien goes through the really, really muddy textual situation for the fall of Doriath and the you know the wanderings of Hurin and, and, and the fall of Doriath and all that stuff – and including, of course, because we spent a good deal of time reading and discussing those passages, which were some of the most direct and moving passages of from Christopher speaking on, on his own behalf in the entire history of Middle-earth series, where he says, this is how I did it. This is why I did it. And I think I was wrong. And I think it sucks. And I regret doing it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so there's there's a bunch of places here where I would really like to. 
I feel like his uh, the 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 memory of Christopher's um, rather tortured language in some places talking about this is still fresh in my memory from those discussions, and so I'm feeling like I would love to take the opportunity to explore how to do. Um, this is one of the places where I want to. Del- I'm 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 very interested in setting out. To do to go in a different direction from the text, not just in this terms of ordering, but but the content of the story. Right. Um, to explore some of these other versions of the story that Christopher says could be explored or even have a better textual basis um, than the one he ended up deciding to put into into the text. Right. Yes. He obviously had the challenge of having to have a finished text that was coherent yeah. and made sense, and we have the same challenge, but we naturally are making everything up. So it's not like we need to find a passage that Tolkien wrote yeah, and yeah. say, okay, we need that text to go with it. It can be, here's his ideas that were in the wanderings of Heron and here's his ideas that were other places. And yeah. let's put something together that feels like the best version of the story to tell. Yeah. yeah. Especially um, one that fits best with the story as we've been telling it and everything. Anyway, yeah. so I, that's going to be great fun. Man. Okay. All right. So, so, so Nick, here's what, here's what Maria was suggesting. Season eight would focus on the tale of Turin, but would also include Tuor's childhood and the death of Rion, the early portion of the Doriath story and Turgon sending ships from Gondolin. Um, also Sauron and Galadriel bits. <laughs> Whatever season we nine, come up with for their story, yeah. Right. Season 9 would focus on Tuor's story, but his childhood would be in Season 8, and the fall of Gondolin would be in Season 10. Also, Season 9 could include the Nauglamir and the death of Thingol. Well, okay, all right, hang on, hang on. All right, let's, let me, let me, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, there, there's a chart with lots of, lots of hexagons. So, okay. Um, so the the items under each season are not in any particular order necessarily. Okay, it's not, more this of a is just stuff that it needs to be included. Could go in a season, yeah. That okay. could go in the same season. All right. So um, under the heading of Union of Mithros season seven, we get Huron and Huar, Sauron and the Easterlings, Galadriel probably, Romance of Gwyndor and Finduilas. Oh yeah, we got to set that up clearly. Um, I forgot that one, but yes, that clearly. Uh, it's a single season story for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> obvious reasons, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then of course ending with unnumbered tears. Season eight um, focuses on Turin and includes Turin and Doriath, Tuor's childhood, right, his fostering in the wilderness, um, Turgon sending out ships. So. so Turgon sending out ships means that one major storyline is Turgon's anticipation of the end, right? And of his mm-hmm. his attempts to reach out to Valinor. Um, and practically gets Veronway where we need him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, also, also important, yeah. Um, the outlaws, right? So Turin among the outlaws. Um, of course, Hurin's captivity. You know, we're going to, we will have gotten Hurin's captivity. Um the fall of Nargothrond, Turin in Brethel. Oh, all the way up to Turin in Brethel and the death of Glaurung. Okay, so you're going through the whole Turin Turin bar story here. If you want to, if we decide right. to push parts of it back, because it's like you'll notice there's a lot of hexagons under that. There's a lot heading. of hexagons. Yeah. It is so, long, it is it is the longest. So one. it was a. This, yeah. If you had a Turin season, this is what it would look like. Yeah. If right. you want to split up Turin, so, have at it. Ooh, so this is tricky. So he, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, because Philip brought this up also, and, and and my thinking was the best place to 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 chop off Turin is at the fall of Gondolin, 
which Nargothrond. Uh, that, that word yeah, yeah, yeah the other, yeah, the other yeah. place um the uh which would not be that hard to juxtapose with um with tour arriving in um why can't Vinyamar? yeah uh i can't words tonight for some reason the um the thing I like about that is it kind of sets up Glaurung as an antagonist for Tuor in the following season. Because one of the things that I've been kind of like, that has been hurting my brain about the Turin story is that Glaurung doesn't enter as an antagonist until more than halfway through his story. Yes. Which doesn't feel... Right, like Turin, like the conflict between Turin and Glarung doesn't feel like it's resolving anything really, because Glarung is a new arrival to his story. Yeah. Um, whereas setting Glarung Glarung up as an antagonist to Turin personally, um, I feel helps. Uh, helps tell that story in a in a more fulfilling way uh, as far that as on make, screen goes yeah it does make sense um in as much as i mean like the overall the curse of morgoth is the main right like antagonist essentially right but it doesn't of the Turin story it's, but it's impersonal yes right and like Glow- at least in Lord of the personal nemesis right. yeah Right. Yeah. Whereas, at least in Lord of the Rings, you have the ring as the antagonist that represents Sauron. Yes. Right. People complain about the fact that the main antagonist never shows up in Lord of the Rings. That's not really true. He's always there there. because because the ring is there. Right. He's always Mm. kind of there, at least. Yes. No. Exactly. Exactly. Um, No. That. I mean, having so basically, what you're suggesting is having the the end of the Turin season one by ending it with the fall of Nargothrond we essentially end it with the with the arrival on the scene of the one who will be the primary antagonist um, right. and is also kind of and his arrival the other thing of course that's going to be a major theme especially in the front half of Turin's story right is the role of his own choices right, right. Turin personally screwing it up. He makes bad choices in the second half of the story, too, but I think actually fewer, or at least the ones that he does, he does more explicitly under the influence. Like, marrying his sister, like, could happen to anyone, right? I mean, like, he didn't... It's, he that's didn't not know. A, that's not a bad decision in the same way that, like, I'm not going to go back to Doriath and accept the pardon of the king is a bad decision. It's a totally different right. category, right? right. Um, and even We see his, more of the curse in the second yes, part. more of the curse. Whereas in the first part, we see more of his hard-headedness. Exactly, exactly. And 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 the culmination of that, of course, is Nargothrond, right? The bridge across the River Narog is the culmination of his career of boneheaded decisions. Um, and so, again, to have... Um, uh, to have the the finale of that season be when the last of his boneheaded decisions really comes into roost. Dave has joined us. Dave, welcome. Um, when the last of his boneheaded decisions finally come home to roost. Can you guess we're talking about Turin? Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, yeah. So 
we're 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 having a fun conversation talking about projecting how to interleave the stories of Turin and Tuor. How to what what a chronological a, a more rigidly chronological not rigidly that's the wrong word um, to attempt a more chronological fluidly. retelling fluid fluidly, fluidly chronological. chronological that that's right. yeah that's that's better what that would Wait, look you like. mean a you mean like a, a, a retelling of the two that in some way acknowledges their respective stories and actually attempts to line them up somehow? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly right. it. Um, but the other thing that I really like about ending with the fall of Nargothrond and the um, and the arrival of Turin and Vinyamar is that it allows yeah. us Tour in Vinyamar. It allows us to have the beginning of the following season, like near the beginning of it, have the moment where they cross paths mm-hmm. to kind of because it because while the, their stories aren't chronologically in the same place in history, right? Right. At that moment, everything sinks back up, right? Yeah. So it allows us to kind of start things off almost in a um, in a way that we're acknowledging, okay. Now everything's at the same time. Right, right. No, that is attractive. That is attractive. Um, I mean, one of the, obviously, one of the biggest challenges, no, among the big challenges, we've talked about a lot of big challenges already, so another big challenge is simply the imbalance. I mean, I think we just have to acknowledge the imbalance. There's so much right. more story in Turin plus Doriath, right? Yes. Than in Tour through the fall of, I mean, there's way too much peace and happiness in the tour story, right? It's just, it's yeah. short for that reason. Yes. Um, a lot of peace and happiness in the middle, which, by the way, is nice and flexible. I mean, it makes it makes tours timeline pretty pretty plastic. Malleable, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, how long are he? How long is it between when he arrives in Gondolin and when he and Idril get married? Well, we can. We can, you know, we can, we can, we can flex with that a little bit, right? Similarly, how long are they married? Well, you know, we know at least a little while. Um, we don't want Arendel to be a, an infant, you know, at the fall of Gondolin. But, right. you know, uh, still, there's, there's, there, there's. He needs to be old enough to have wielded sting. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So that does bring up the point that there's a lot of mortal characters at the end of this season, uh, first age. Yes. So in all these seasons, so they're are a lot of time constraints of who's doing what when um, to make everyone be the right age so that they're not babies when they're supposed to be fighting battles and such. Mm-hmm. So right. the characters that line up are Arendel is pretty much the same age as Elwing. I mean, they're right. both kids oh, right, at the same yeah. time. We do need to make sure and they, they more or less meet, <laughs> And they meet at the Havens when they're more or less Twenty in a bit, right? More or less marriageable. Marriageable, yes. yeah. Right. Yes. For instance, ready to so, do the thing that they're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Give or take. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's flexibility, but only so much, mm-hmm. and that means that the Dior and Doriath storyline and the Tornadrill and Gondolin storyline have to coexist. Yeah, they do at some point. Which... So it's possible that with all this peace into our story, we can drag him out. Yeah for several seasons and whatever. If we're going to do two seasons for Turin, fine. It just bumps everything down a season. And if Tour has, is the problem that, okay, I want to make sure that, like if, if Tour has a kid later in his life as opposed to earlier, like 
that's, that's not a big deal. Right. right. So okay. it's more of the more He's or less. Married to an has, elf. Right. Arendel has to be around seven or eight at the fall of Gondolin. Right. I think. Okay. So I, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I have a, I have a slightly, it's not exactly an off the wall question, but here's, here's my question. What story could we, or would we want to essentially append to the end of the fall of Gondolin story? That is to say right. one way to solve the story imbalance problem Right. Would be to we don't have to necessarily take the refugees from Gondolin straight down to the havens of Syrian. Mm-hmm. Or we could add more story about the establishment of the havens of Syrian by them prior to the refugees from Doriath showing up. Right. So we can that's one place where we can. Again, correct the imbalance a little bit because again, the, the problem right. is not just the tour story versus the Turin story. That's kind right. of bad enough, right? As far as imbalance is concerned, um, but the the fact that we also have to do the entire wanderings of Hurin, now Glamir, Silmaril, death of Thingol, war with the dwarves, Fanorians coming in. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot in addition to the two. So, if we do, we could stretch out tour a bit. Um, but if we stretch him out too much, we might as well go back to the book version, right? I mean, it might as well right. be, you know, two seasons. Meanwhile, right. there's Tor, still happy, right? You know, he and Indra <laughs> are thinking of getting a bigger place, you know, like it's seriously, like there's nothing to talk about, you know, there. So, right. um, if Which we... is one reason to not start or go very far with his story. If we're going to do turn over right. two seasons, well, that's one in option. the first season, maybe only do the childhood. And then in the second season, after the fall of Nargothrond, get him down to Vinyamar. No, and, but see, here, here's yeah, what I'm saying. There's no, there's no point. There's no ending to his story. It's just he, we're just doing things that happen to him. I'm I know, suggesting I know. that Gondolin is on fire at the same time that Turin is committing suicide. That Turin is committing suicide. Um, I'm I'm saying we bring them to culmination at the same time, and then when we then continue the Turin story through the Doriath cycle, we are then doing something else. Maybe it's the arrival at the Havens of Syrian. Maybe we're using the refugees of you know it would because there are two there are two effects of doing this of folding resolution of the rest of Balerians of other Balerian stories into this. One advantage is that we balance the stories and make it work out a bit. Um, the th- other advantage is one of the things that I would really look forward to trying to do, which is actually spending some darn time with Arendel before we send him off on a boat, right? Um, I mean, we can we could do a whole season of the voyages of Arendel, like actually have him do his, um, you know, we we could have it's like you know. Arendel and the Voyage of the Dawn Treader if we wanted to, but um, you know, like that kind of episodic voyaging storyline uh, thing, but but without even something like that. Um, by spending hey, more time hey, with Tour and Save it Arendel, for the spinoff. <laughs> save for the spinoff, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, if, we, if we spend more time with Tour and Idril and Arendel, and Gorfindel, right? Well, okay, briefly, we don't spend that much more time with Gorfindel. We've already disposed of him, but with Idril and 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 uh, and Arendel and Tour, between Glorfindel's death, essentially, uh, and 
finally when essentially not when they arrive at the Haven of the Syrian when when Elwing and the people from Doriath show up right that's the mm-hmm. that's the sort of the time gap which Tolkien almost completely skips over like by just telling us and they went down to Syrian, you know, an established havens. He does it in like a paragraph, right? What mm-hmm. the people of Gondolin do post-death of Gorfindel, right? Right. The the thing is, I don't necessarily want the fall of Gondolin and the death of Glarung paired up. Well, I'd much rather have the fall of Gondolin and the sack of Doriath put together in a season. I hear that. And, and I know it, it and also does... It and then we can do a, the Arendelle Elwing yeah. parallel and put I that together you. at the havens. Like, I it, hear you. No, it's there, there. There would be costs to this. Mm-hmm. The biggest cost, I think, is that we lose the whole idea of Gondolin is the last of the refuges of the elves. Like it wouldn't yeah. be the last anymore if we did it that way. And that's. I'm not trying to say that's not a big cost. It, it would be. Well, that would be expensive. But we. Well, but, as, as long but, as it lasts but, but longer than Nargothrond, it is the last. Though it's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, Doriath would technically also, be outlasting it. But, it would have to outlast it, Himring too. It it does outlast. Doriath under Thingol, but it doesn't outlast Doriath under Dior. No, so, not in my version. Doriath not in Thingol. The, what I was just suggesting, Thingol yeah. would be dying after the fall of Gondolin. I understand that. I feel but like what you're going to have a hard time in, matching the even in matching. Tol- Go on. I say, even in Tolkien's version, Doriath is still there, just not with right. Thingol. Right, right, right. But you're right. You're, yeah, right. you're going to leave Thingol there, so it, Doriath be, is really be, the last bastion. Yeah, it would be. Exactly. And, not and that's, that's, that's a big deal. That's a pretty heavy cost. It you're is, also going to have a hard time matching up um, the fall of Gondolin with the fight between Turin and Glaurung. It, like the tonal, the tonal uh, value of those two set pieces Agreed. Are, 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 don't fit well. Agreed. But here's my question. What fits with it? Doriath. The fall of Doriath? D- Dior with, with being Gondolin? Akin- with Gondolin? Yeah. The fall of Gondolin and the kinslaying attack in Doriath. Sure. Oh, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm thinking the other way around. Way and go in the same season. What matches with the suicide of Turin is what I'm saying. I mean, nothing. Cause nothing. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point of that story. Right. Well, I could have asked you what exactly. matches with the Baron and Luthien story. The answer is nothing. I know. That's why we had a lot of bottle That's why we did it on its own, right? Exactly. But right. Yeah. That's, that, that's the challenge here. I mean, I think... One way or another, like either we have to pick something that we're going to basically be doing in parallel with the death of, of Glaurung, or we've just got to, like, what, marry Tuor off and leave him happy and forget about him while Turin's going to go off and commit suicide. Well, that's that's why I don't want to parallel the Turin and Tuor stories. I don't think they parallel well, but I do want to interlace everything. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with telling parts of stories at different times. You need something to pair with um, Turin's death. Do something with Sauron in that season and have him do a thing. Like, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. anything, if he's doing a thing that somehow, depending on where we are with Tour's story, leads to the people of Gondolin getting anti-Balrog technology, like, that kind of would fit with his <laughs> desires and with a story right. we're about to tell. Right. So. Like, there's things we could do, but nothing pairs with that. So I would I would argue that Tour nearly giving up hope for his life. Like, what is his life worth 
at, at, before he gets to Vinyamar, what is his life worth? Wait, we're we're not even getting him to Vinyamar before the I, death hold, of Turin. Hold, hold, oh, okay, okay, hold okay, on, okay. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's good. All, All right, okay. what I'm saying is that before he gets, he runs into Olmo and gets sure. like, yeah, really, like, yeah, he's living in the wilderness. Objectively. Yeah. His life has no value or yeah. meaning. Like he yeah. might feel like he has a purpose. Sorry, he might feel like he has a purpose. Yeah, but nobody else does. Nobody else. Nobody but does there's no yeah. evidence yeah. to suggest exactly. that. And exactly. so him, him having to choose hope over hopelessness. And I feel like that's that's part of why he is the chosen one because he does choose hope over hopelessness. Whereas Turin chooses hopelessness, right? Well, very, very clearly chooses yeah. hopelessness. Um, I mean, well, he again, makes choices that end up there. At least, right. Yeah. But but also Turin, Turin's in the exact same place in a way. I mean, mm -hmm. sure, he's lost a whole bunch of stuff by by this point, by the time he faces off with Glowering. But he doesn't have to do that. He, he could just he could just walk away he could just take the people somewhere else in he defense, could just have in a his life defense, he tried <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he stopped i mean yeah yeah i mean right but the dragon he, was coming and he had to decide to either run away or do something about it and he went with do something about it yeah, no, right. exactly. in a quite a spectacular fashion so it is it is a a pretty but then much, after he kills... he is his father's son in that moment right yeah. right 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 like yeah he gets he gets some credit for making yes. that choice but yes. then after he kills Glaurung, well, you know, that's kind of lousy. Still could have done something with his life, and instead he, and instead he didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm not saying it's his fault, right? Like I'm, I'm. Th there are factors. There. Are factors. This is this is not me saying that people who commit suicide don't like. I hear you. I hear you. And with Turin, we have a, it's a big deal. I mean, with Turin, um, right, the complications are a big deal. Yeah. So the complications of trying to tell a story that involves sibling incest and multiple suicides. Yeah. We're we're gonna have to tread very carefully right. through the end of the oh, Turin yes. story. <laughs> right. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but essentially, there. Don't for don't forget Meglin. Yeah. Yes. yes. What about Megan? We're just getting, uh, we're just getting more, and we're just getting lots and lots of incest or potential incest, and you know it's just like very sordid. Mm -hmm. yeah. But so, with my so, with Meglin, he's he's had a cursed childhood. Like we we knew oh, that yeah. kid was going nowhere there, good. There are factors. So, <laughs> there are factors. But with, I think the end of his we could tell pretty early on too. He was yeah. Like, but with the with the end of his story, like yes, obviously he had the motivator of being jealous about Idril, um, but his story is about betrayal and so, he is yeah. the traitor who's the downfall yeah. like that's where his story goes and that's that's a different level of sorted like you're allowed mm -hmm. to so hate we, the traitor so are we uh are we lining up the death uh uh Torin's suicide and the death of neonor with the wedding of tour and idril and i hope not that's what we're discussing and that was i think all of us of how beautifully yeah. it i, I kind of like it i mean <laughs> Because I feel like if you're if you're going to parallel these guys, sort of, if you're going to line them up, then it has to be a it has to be a contrast, right? There's a, it, yeah, it almost has to lead to be, into the contrast. Yeah, yeah. right. It has well, to that's be what like, we were saying before. Things are going to hell for Turin, and things are going really well for Tour. Right, but that see that's 
until they don't. Like, well, two yeah. was there oh, for the yeah, goblin, and he showed up with a message of time to get out. This right. place is doomed. Like, Shit that is out. literally his message. And Turgon's like, it's fine. So right. you can stay and marry my daughter. And Tour knows that this place is doomed and it's time to get out. Mm. Like, so it's a happy wedding. And he's very, I mean, he was thrilled to meet Idril, obviously. But that story is not like happy, happy, joy, joy. Like, not it's completely. really not. Not completely. Yeah. I agree. So, so again, when, when you're just thinking of the, like, careers of the two guys it, yeah it's yeah, yeah. pretty sharply contrasting see now i would i would say that have it have tour and idril developing a relationship be part of just a small part part of a story for a later season after turin's dead right i would much prefer turgan welcoming to our right, and the con- then the, denying that. his message being right. contrasted with the death of Turin. Because right. okay. if we've already seen the fall of Nargothrond, we saw that happen. Glarong's dead, so you're like, cool, that's great. But when someone shows up with a message from almost saying, hey, this place is doomed, maybe leave. And the king says, nope, everything's fine. I have really great right. walls or a really right. great bridge. <laughs> then Having the audience- that and having that happen at the same time that Hurin is being released, because that's kind yes. of the denouement after after Turin's dead. After Turin's right? death, right. Right, yeah. after Turin's dead, ha- having Hurin being released is kind of... Setting that all in motion. A, a denouement of, of that. And now we're, we're kind of... Because Hurin and, and Turin are... Are, are uh, they're a dyad, right? They're a forced dyad in a way, right? Story wise. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I couldn't think. I couldn't think of a good way to describe that relationship. But... All right. So 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 let's think about let's let's kind of put these together. Um, let's see how it works. Um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not in any way trying to force my force my crazy idea of adding. Actually, I'm, just, again, I'm just trying to balance it out. So let's see. Let's let's see. Let's see how it works. Let's start, Marie, backwards from your endpoint of Fall of Gondolin, Second Kin slaying, happening at the same time. Okay. So if we end season ten with those two things, and we start season eight with Turin and Doriath and Tour as a slave, then in the wilderness, right? So we got their children, their child at the beginning of season eight. We've got the fall of Gondolin, second kinsling at the end of season 10. Let's imagine, Nick, let's go from your first endpoint. So season eight ends with the fall of Nargothrond. I really like that. Um, Dave, that's what we we're in the very middle of talking about when you were when you arrived. That that mm-hmm. would mean the events of the Turin story itself are divided between two seasons. Season one is from Turin Doriath through Turin building the bridge and Glaurung coming and sacking. So it's like the, the the story of all of Turin's most boneheaded decisions culminating with building a bridge over the river Narag, right? And then the chickens come, come home to roost. Glaurung comes, the antagonist, his personal antagonist for season nine. Then you, we got Glaurung versus Turin in season nine. Okay. And then, Nick, you were par- you're wanting to parallel that in the Tuor story with Tuor arriving at Vinyamar and meeting Olmo, right? Um, I that's the climax of the I tour story in season eight. The tour story tour in season story. eight, yes, yes. Okay, 
Okay. I've, I've been doing that all night too. Great. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So the tour like, story um, of season eight ends with, okay. Sorry, Dave. Go I, ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think, I, lo- I think the tour in, I think that's like, that sounds good to me. Like, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys all agree, but like, to me, I'm like, yes, that makes sense. That It feels like we've solved that. It, that's it, a nice structure. I agree. It's like that, that, that feels good. My question is like the middle. Yeah. How, right. Where, Season yeah, nine where, is the challenge, you, I think. What do you right. glue in? Yeah, right. Yeah. So what we would have tour? to do is we'd have to support now the, the Glaurung is the antagonist, personal antagonist to, to Turin. Turin. There has yeah. to be there has to be a development of that relationship. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. season nine, right? Yeah. Now, the, forgive me. For, so, uh, Neonora slash L encounters Glaurung after the sack of Nargothrond. Is that yep. correct? I'm remembering that, correct. that right. That okay. is correct. That's part almost of it. all the Glaurung action would be season nine right. in this. Case. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's part of it, right? Yep. And we just need a few more pieces to that, you know. Maybe he forces the 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 people that that Turin is is, and and this might support what we were talking about before, you know. Maybe Glaurung, through his minions or his personal presence, force the people in Brethel to move around a couple of times, you know. Like there's like this cat and mouse game going going on, and finally Turin decides enough is enough. I've, I've got to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Right. We would have, so that just, I mean, just thinking purely in terms of book events, right? Right. Season nine would begin with the, um, the, uh, like bamboozlement of Turin, like the ensorcelment of Turin by Glaurung, right. his trip North, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and his killing of brother the northern the you know the, the his the, his the not in his encounter with Tuor, yes yes the, the crossing paths with Tuor, then his return back and going to the people of Brethel being taken in in Brethel, mm-hmm. then the um the Neonor and mm-hmm. and uh, uh Mor- and Morwen story right like they're going to Nargothrond mm-hmm. and um and then Neonor's uh, amnesia. And then the marriage, and then the con- final conflict with Gla- with Glaurung and suicide. That by itself totally feels that's fine. Like I, I'm, I will I'm, I'm say with, that the yeah the, the least icky version of the tour the marriage of Turin story is we find out after we find out when Turin finds out what right. has happened. Right, like it, I'm not we sure save how it as like a. So you're you're what you're wanting like a crying game reveal. At I the end of I don't I don't want want is a very strong word, but I'm saying like that's definitely the least icky. Yeah. Yes. So, at, least, so, at least it compresses the ickiness into one sharp, horrifying moment. Which <laughs> instead of having to watch wedded bliss between two people when you're like, I hear you. But you don't know. Now, as as a comment, Uh we certainly can preserve the reveal as late as we want. But the audience is only not in on that if they're not familiar with adult Neonor, which means the Neonor Glaron thing doesn't work. It would have to be shown later. Now, you can still do that. We do um, that in flashback. Well, you could have a a Neonor episode as the final episode of the season. So obviously like turn will be 
passed out for most of that and we can yeah tell her story in flashback or something actually but... it would be it would be kind of fun it'd be kind of it would be kind of fun to like seed hints and like have her have like you know sort of fragmented memories and mm-hmm. i mean that it, 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 it her would be describe kind of fun a kind childhood of that's eerily similar something yeah. you know like, there could be things you know there could be moments there could um, be moments and hints the thing is I'm it's, saying though, if if part of this is we're trying to build up Glarung as Turin's particular antagonist, yes. that is directly opposed to preserving the secret I, of Neonor. You couldn't probably only pick one. I agree with you, and I I would say that the holding back on the reveal is the worst written version. I would say, possibly. I I think I'm not thinking I think. it's fun, but uh, anyway, yeah, okay, okay. Anyway, well, there's way, there's is... ways of sorting it out when we get to yeah, season exactly. nine. Apparently, yeah. now we, um, my l- main l- concern... let's go back to the overall shape because we're coming yes. up on what I feel to be the problem. Right. Yes, so I'll hear what your problem is, and I'll tell you what my problem is. My problem is what happens in Gondolin now in season nine. An entire season nine of ooh, wait, I know he could go through a different gate each episode. Right, as we, no, I mean, like, like we just well, we have to Gondolin. get him there. We have to get yeah, no, him no, there first. Because the idea was, remember, season eight ends in Vinyamar. Yeah, I know. So right? the whole meeting Veronwe and traveling to Gondolin and then getting into Gondolin and then we're ending with Turgon saying no. That so there's not like a two lot episodes to me, but right, I mean, there's, 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 not, there's not much. There's not. But much. also, right, also, he doesn't have to be like the number one protagonist of the season either. Yeah, that's my point. Is that there that's would true. be not very much tour in season nine if we're doing yeah. it this way. Which is fine. Um, the challenge is not that we underdid Tuor. Because, again, we're not just interlacing Turin and Tuor. So, like, if there's a little less Tuor, there can be more Galadriel, whatever. Like, we'll put something right. else in there. Right. The problem is now we can't do anything with Single or the Noglamir until, until after, after the death of, of Turin, Turin and yeah. the release of Hurin. Yeah. Right. So if that doesn't happen till the end of season nine, which is fine, mm-hmm. that means that whatever we're going to do with Thingol needs to be in season 10, right. which means I'm now saying fall of Gondolin and fall of Dor- second attack of Doriath have to be season 11. Whoa, wait, 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 hang on. We, we, we already is, have... So do like... you want to kill... Do you want to do the Noglamir and kill Thingol and then bring Dior into Doriath and then have the fall of Gondolin and then sack... Doriath again, all in one season. Sounds good. It's you know, it's a full I, schedule, but you know, because of all the th- of all the stories that be we done. Could split over multiple seasons, Doriath seemed the story that least needed yes. to be held all together in one season. Well, and that's this, true. We're except now, for Turin, right? Turin, no, well, Turin needs Turin's to be all gotta, together. Turin's got to be dead for it to move past. Right for for Noglamir, it's got to really before it can really get going. Yeah, right. We need to finish turn before we can start anything with Doriath. I'm yeah. actually not that concerned about fitting all that stuff in one season. Me neither. Okay, okay. Me neither. All right. Neither. I just I think it, of all can... the parts of this of the Ruin of Doriath seem the least. This must all be in one season because people aren't going to know what's going on unless we do it all together. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was perfectly happy to do a Noglamir Thingle part one where and a Dior and yeah, thick second Kinslaying somewhere else and just have them be separate stories. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, you know, since 
I'm throwing out wild and iconoclastic ideas this evening already. Um, what if we detach the Naglamir from Hurin? So why are the dwarves coming to Doriath? No, no, no. He's he's not saying detach the Naglamir from Thingol. He's saying detach it. I know. It gets to 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 Thingle by some other via some other means Bef- sometime after the fall of Nargothron, but before right. the oh well the only way you can do that and not ruin it is to have it somehow I'm not be suggesting it wouldn't ruin it I'm yeah just saying, but i mean well, this would enable I, us to 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 mm-hmm. to, to start it. the story earlier which is exactly. what all, I would want. all that has to happen is a survivor of Nargothron has to get out with the Naglamir. Physically, that's all that needs to happen. Yeah. Thematically, that we have a visit to Nargothron built into the story. Meme? No. Um, uh, what's his Nanor? Belic? Yeah. Belic? No, the other one. Uh, Mablong. 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 Remember, Mablong okay, goes to Mab- Nargothron. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, anyone can go there after. after no, but I mean, in the, the book, he literally form. goes yeah, and yeah, scouts yeah, 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 Nargothron while Glowering okay. is busy in sorceling Nanor, right? So, I mean. Right. So, yeah. the. It, <clears throat> her and throwing the Noglamir at Thingol's feet makes yep. the whole Noglamir situation a curse of Morgoth thing, right? Yes. Like, yes. Hurin has accidentally caused the downfall of Gondolin and Doriath single-handedly through no fault of his own. Also, it, also it makes the, it, like, it makes Hurin finding meat, like, right, like, there's less importance of Hurin visiting Nargothrond. Totally. I mean, what I, I am, again, I'm not suggesting this is like a perfect, beautiful solution. Mm. Or even, we, uh, yeah. Or even, a, or even an acceptable and workable solution. I'm just brainstorming here of yeah, what no, options are. Because again, the problem is this is such a, we're trying to interleave and balance two stories that are massively, like well, multi-times. What's un- happening un- with unbalanced. everybody else? Yes. That's why I was, that was the cause of my first suggestion. Like, we right. need to involve everybody else. What happens right. to him ring? What, ha- what are the Fanorians doing in the meanwhile? Right? Oh, well, I can tell you. <laughs> Good. My, but my point was, we can where append- they fit in all these storylines. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. I wasn't worried about that. But what, what uh, I'm saying is, like, what, that was why I was suggesting before. That's, yeah. that's the kind of thing that I was saying yeah. we could do with Tuor, Idril, and young Erendo mm-hmm. after the fall of Gondolin, if we added some there to keep them occupied and involved with stuff while the long, long story of Turin, then Hurin, then Thingol mm-hmm. unfolds, then Dior yeah. unfolds, right? Yeah, so I, I kind of would like if we're going to split Turin into two seasons and do eight and nine with Turin and Nargothrond is destroyed at the end of eight, I would kind of like the Noglamir and the death of Thingol to be in nine contrasted yeah. with the rest of the Turin story. I know that ruins a big chunk of it, though, so I really don't like that I like exactly. this. Exactly. But timing-wise, I I want Doriath's story to move along, and if we're splitting Turin into Hold two on. seasons... It, well, I, it, um, why do you think it ruins it? Because Turin is supposed to be the cause. Wait. He throws the necklace at his feet, and it's now, it's Thingol's choice, but the cursed necklace is only there 
because of her. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to raise wait. an objection, but let Nick go first. I, I, I'm just, this, this feels like a Professor Olsen idea. Um, <laughs> oh, <great>. oh, no. <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if, this is crazy. This is crazy. What if Hurin is released earlier in our oh, yeah. story than in the book? Oh, Hang man. on. And okay. is trying desperately to track oh, down no. his kids oh, and gets no. there too late but oh, does get no. to the Noglamir oh, before the end of the season and oh, still horrible. throws it at his feet and horrible. still doesn't make it to Brethel in time. Oh my oh. goodness. Because I believe that Hurin and Turin together, no contest. They take out Glarung, no casualties. So you have you have Hurin come like running up just as like you know tour tour in the well, instead of out. Madlung being the one to be like yes have it be, to be oh, the bearer no. of bad news it's literally Hurin oh like oh, doing the impossible man. how to make the Turin story worse and more painful <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean Morwen's still got to beat him there but she was in the area so it's fine right huh yeah okay so. So we might have some things to discuss when we get to season nine. <laughs> we will. We will. But we but seem to. So somebody brought up in the chat that that uh, they they don't know if Morgoth would would release her. Morgoth knows it's too late. Yeah, obviously. Morgoth right. knows there's no way he gets there in time. Yeah. 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 Yep. And in besides, fact, it would in be fact, he he would love to set this sort of event in motion. Yeah. Especially if we've seen that Hurin can see what's happening. But we cut it off before Turin gets to Brethel, so he doesn't know Turin's in Brethel, and he doesn't know what's happened to Neonor. Yeah. So, like, he knows he needs to get to them, but he doesn't know where they are, and so that's why he's retracing the steps, and he's finding Meme, and he's going to Nargothrond, and he's yelling at people in Doriath. Like, he's really trying to find his kids. Oh, right. that would I... be awful. Horrible. We don't have to it. make so, that decision tonight. Okay. No, we don't. No. We don't. But, but it's again, on the table of things. Here's you the do thing with that the I want to keep coming back to, though. Again, because this is this is what I see as the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Without tour, this is complicated, but not an unsolvable problem. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Tour is the problem. So let me go back and redo seasons eight, nine, and ten just on the tour story. What we're saying okay. is, mm-hmm. we get we go from tour's childhood through Vinyamar only. In yes. one season, season yes. correct, correct. We do from departure from Vinyamar with Veronwe through is that, um, marriage is that, with Idril. Is that season eight? Season. That's season eight. The first one okay. is season yeah. eight. So, so um, in terms of like thinking about their stories lining up, uh, Turin gets Nargothrond destroyed at roughly the kind of you know least narratively at the same time Tour is uh, arriving in Vinyamar. Correct. Exactly. Essentially, so, yeah. We, yeah, that's exactly. pretty good. I like that. Yeah, that's it like, is. I like I, me, me too. I get my only problem is there's so there's there's not much tour in season eight. There's mm-hmm. less tour yeah. in season nine because all yes. he does is one thing. He gets okay, two things. Mm-hmm. He gets to Gondolin and warns uh, 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 Turgon, and then marries mm-hmm. his daughter. That's it. That's I all he does say, in season. I, oh, it's worse than that. I think that he that you have to give because like really he shows up and then marries his daughter. Like that's. That's the climax of the of the season is that he gets married. That's a thing that happens during the following season, honestly, uh, because then you, you get don't even to want to get him married this, in this season. No, because you get to to have like actual dramatic tension, and you get to tell the story with Miglin as he's it, you know as right. he's slipping further and further mm-hmm. off the deep end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the way that 
this gets mitigated is is tour has to do things on the yeah. way so yeah. which like the reality is that we're just gonna have to make some stuff up right because because you're literally talking about one scene for tour right. in season nine like yeah so we need a it's a big voyage one, but... of turret of tour and veronway and yes. Right. So we yes. need a, we need like a buddy cop sequence with Veronica right. We need like the 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 adventures of Hercules essentially. Wild right? hijinks as they go across Balerian <laughs> towards the which <laughs> occupied Balerian. <laughs> right. But okay. Right. There's there's obstacles. There's obstacles. Okay. So yeah. All right. Not much. So even less than I was saying. Then season ten would. More or less begin with the marriage of Tour and Idril, or at least the mm-hmm. significant intro. Anyway, like we're we're gonna do Tour and Idril, or like the Tour Idril Migwin creepy love triangle, and right? Wedding, and then and 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 Arendel, um, and then Fall of Gondolin. Um, mm-hmm. That by itself, that so so that's that's better for season 10 at the expense of season nine. Now again, we, we tours mm. almost not in season nine, right? Again, unless but we, the, we, but we the reality the is that stuff. once he gets to gondol and that's when it starts getting really hard. Cause you can't make anything up for that. Whereas mm-hmm. as long as he's on route, as long as he's traveling, it's, it's not that hard to find stuff for him to do. And the audience is okay with a character appearing in one episode in a season to remember who they are. Right. So if we have, Tour meeting Veronway, one adventure on the road, and then the arrival in Gondolin over three episodes. We've still kept up with Tour for that season. Right. The story, the season's not about him, but we still know who he is. So right. it's better than having a Turin story, a Tour story, a Dior story. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be a because shamelessly they're... filler kind of season for Tour, or placeholder it season is. is what I mean. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But yeah. that's what happens when you make Turin two seasons, and I'm fine right. with that. I don't want to shortchange Turin by shoving him all into one season because we don't have enough other things to to do. Hey, but could we, uh, if we need could other we... things to do, we have now the wanderings of Hurin that are apparently happening in season nine. We might be able nine. to borrow some of that for tour. Yes. Yeah, something from the wanderings of Hurin might be a tour yeah. adventure. Some mm-hmm. of the, especially the early stuff with the Easterlings in, in um, Dor Loman. Mm-hmm. Right, would mm-hmm. be easy because he has to go through that general vicinity, not right there, eh. but it's close. Though he has to get there after Broad is dead. There's still, but, yeah. There's room. Well, I was worried. I was worried that if we did turn all one season, that we were going to have to have Glarong running things in Dorloman in order right. to make him significant. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I like uh, G.D. Tarian's suggestion of um, we could also include the epic sequence of Idril digging a tunnel in mm-hmm. season nine, yeah. too. We've, totally we've a had a lot of epic tunnel digging in this <laughs> series. I don't know this, what you're talking about. The tunnel, tunnel doesn't show up till season Fine. 10. Because, because Turgon rejecting Tour's message is, is the end of season that. nine. Therefore, that's when mm. the tunnel starts. Does we can't we can't end with tunnel making? We can't have him reject the earlier in the season. We could we could do it a little earlier, but that yeah, because I mean, if Tour's not a main character, we don't need his story to end in the final episode. No, I'm just so, yeah, oh, I'm, it can be I'm earlier. Just, 
thinking yeah. tunnel okay, making okay. seems like a climax to me. I mean, it's okay. It's like let's end with the big dig. Like that's what we do. Okay. I mean, it's, it's good. No, no, but I, you are you know, from like, New England, yes. <laughs> or just spotlighting. It would mean spotlighting Idril, basically. Yeah. At the, I, know, yeah, I think, sort of ending, so yes, ending with could, her. We could include something with Idril's response to to contrast it with Turgon's response, right? Yeah. It would still be the same story of yeah. Idril's response to Alma's message, and that predates their romance, but whatever. Right, um, exactly. No, you're, and yes, uh, David Michael, it is certainly true that Idril's I have a bad feeling about this is after she gets married in the text. Yeah. I, just, but we've definitely yeah. already started her down that road because of um, her aunt. Arathel. Arathel. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, and so connecting backwards to that would be another excuse to make so there's there would be something to be gained by spotlighting Idril's role as anticipator of and diverter of disaster and have that be detached from her marriage to um you know to 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 like if we establish her as the visionary, the one person in Gondolin who's getting it right, and then have her marry to her, I think there would actually there could be something accomplished there. Yeah, yeah, I think that that can work. Build her up, sort of more. Um, okay. Um, so so yeah, so our secondary storyline for season ten is not to her. He's a third, a third tier story. It's it's gonna be whatever we do with her and, and Doriath. Yep. That's gonna be our main B plot yep. through that season. Yep. And um definitely well, there'll be some choices to be made there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it we wouldn't be doing the death of Thingle before the death of Turin, would we? Say that again. No. We wouldn't be it. doing the death of Thingle before the death of Turin. No. No. No, no, no. no. Okay. We would just be doing the Hurin and the Naglamir thing. We'd just enough and to setting get it, it up. started. Yeah. Right. So we'll we just need a little jump start. at the beginning of the yeah. next season. So we'll have death of Thingle, right. Gondolin stuff, fall of Gondolin, Dior, <laughs> death of yes. Dior. So we'll kill a lot of people. Well. That goes without, in the I mean, season, look. in the film, brilliant. I know we're about we to do that. <laughs> I just, we were doing that anyway. Us, people are usually like, "Oh no, Turin! It's such a depressing story. Everybody yes. dies." And we're like, "Don't worry, we're going to follow it up with a season." In Don't which worry, we kill we're going to make it else. worse. <laughs> we're going to make it worse. Yeah, great. No, that's fa- so. I, 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 I was going to say that Christopher Tolkien, in editing the Silmarillion. He decided to skip the wanderings of Hurin, but he did so half-heartedly, right? Uh-huh. We're going to skip the wandering of Turin's with the, the the wandering of Hurin with prejudice, right? I mean, we're <laughs> we're just it's like there's going to be there's going to be five minutes that Hurin's going to have to wander. Hey, hey to, it's no yeah. wonder that Hurin decides to take an extremely long swim after this. That's it. No, it's it will make much more sense. Okay, so um, uh, okay. I have a. I have a, a suggestion, and yes, Deirdre Curry is oh, exactly no. correct that uh, if they if our audience makes it through season seven, th- they'll be fine as far as mortality. That is true. Is we are going to have a high mortality rate 
in every season. In every for the rest season. Of the first season. Yes, it's really, it's really. Let's kill yeah. them all. Let's kill them all. So, um, well, then let me. Th- one other thing, then, Marie. What mm. if we now I, again? I, and let me just. I'm addressing you with this because I'm I'm tampering with one of your pairings, and that is the second Kinsling and the Fall of Gondolin. Because as yeah. you were saying before, that does squeeze a lot. Um, yeah. There. Right, we've got to do because we have to do multiple whole things like the mm-hmm. downfall of Thingol, plus the rise and immediate fall of Dior as well, right? Which is possible, but it's you know it's right. A lot. So if we're gonna be dealing with the death of Thingol in that season, and we want to push back the death of Dior till later, it's okay to end with the fall of Gondolin, and then in the next season you'll get some time with Tuor, Idril, and Erendil wandering and forming havens, Dior continuing to be the ruler, and then we can do some kinslaying back-to-back with the we last get two some, get some rapid-fire kinslaying. Totally agree. That's just what I was thinking. Because, in, indeed, we can shift a couple of these things through, right? So um, what, one of the things that this also conceivably permits, and again, I know this is the departure from the book sequence, but we could even get some voyages of Erendil before Elwyn comes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Theoretically. So we yeah, really establish them at the Havens. When they meet. Yeah, yeah. Right. That solves the I pediatric think. marriage problem. So, you know, yes, by having him there and doing his voyages and stuff. And so that he is clearly the um he's he is clearly yes. he's established as the Lord of the Havens before. We wouldn't want to have a taboo marriage in this story. No, would I mean we? please. We have standards, okay? Like we don't want Do to creep we? anybody out <laughs> with with creepy marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, so... I, I agree with exactly what, um, what John the left just said. Arendel yes. has to be the man, right? Yes. We can yeah, establish Arendel as a big, big deal. Um, right. If, if yeah. we're going to, the man who shoot... is not very man at all. In fact, very much. <laughs> right. That's a very More small a star, percentage of human. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, if we're going to choose which stories to focus on and really spend more time on, obviously Arendel is the one that would be a shame to shortchange. Totally. Um, so while I don't mind Tour being on the back burner for a season while he's doing just a little bit of his story and then having like a big deal with Gondolin in the next season, I would be disappointed if we somehow shifted the voyages of Arendel into one episode of him sailing no. around and doing a like a little adventure thing and that's yeah. it that's all we ever see of exactly. it exactly and exactly. i understand that a full season of the voyages of randall might be overdoing it right but though in our defense it would be far less than tolkien projected in the book of right Tales. didn't he <laughs> right didn't he want to like have six books four volumes of four, <laughs> four to six volumes <laughs> of, of the voyages <laughs> of randall yes exactly so i'm fine with an imram of the of the voyages of Randall, but at some point we're going to have to get to the War of Wrath. Oh yeah, and so, but I'm not. So I, this is what was going to be my other suggestion, by the way. I'm ready to bump the voyage to Valinor, if not also the Third Kinslaying, into season twelve. Okay. Um, yeah. Personally, I think twelve is a much nicer number of seasons for the First Age than eleven. Would I wonder be. why you say that. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. It's the, uh, the for... it's it's very 
elven. Very elvish, yeah. Elvish. Yeah. The elves count in base twelve for exactly. listeners who are so, following. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought that made perfect sense. It did, Marie. I'm just, I'm just translating from oh, Marie you. Prosser uh, Tolkien knowledge to 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 general listener Tolkien knowledge. Yes, elves count in base twelve. So yes, it's 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 it would. Um, yes, I agree. 12, so 12 let's put the War of Wrath in episode in season in, in, twelve. In, yeah. in season twelve, totally, I mean, totally it, agree. If it's too bad we can't squeeze it into thirteen, so that we can have thirteen thirteen episode seasons that encompass the first. There's eight. a certain that would be kind of cool. There's a certain too. attraction there. Yeah, but, there is. Well, but, let's plan on twelve, and if we need an extra I, one, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm sure once we get there, we'll find a way if we need to. It may, we may. I mean, we can always add another season of the Voyages of Arendelle <laughs> if we need to. We yeah. have infinite, the infinite theoretical material to uh, to okay. draw upon. Um, so, okay, the okay. last season, then we're hoping for some Voyages of Arendelle, yeah, um, Third Kinslaying, and his arrival in Valinor, and the entire War of Wrath, and then the aftermath of the War of Wrath aftermath. that sets up for the Second Age. You mean the, like, we're chucking Silmarils places and stuff? Chucking some Silmarils, Sauron trying to repent. Ah, no, uh, see, Morgoth- that, that's next season. I don't think we do okay. Sauron repenting. Okay, uh, Morgoth getting shoved into the Void. Uh, yeah, we can shove Morgoth into the Void. I feel I mean, like I that's... feel like if you don't, yeah. You need to end. We need some first, first age, age closure there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we need more God in the void. Right, right. <laughs> Let's yeah. not leave him laying around. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, we push Morgoth through the hatch. But again, that's not like it's. Uh, and also, and, uh, like, what do we know of the? War- we literally know one sequence of the War of Wrath. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, there's uh, less than one episode worth Caligon. of War of, War of Wrath in the in the in the book. I was We're just told it lasts for a long time, but we know nothing about it, or almost nothing about it. I, I was just saying this in the chat that that other than the moment that you're talking about yeah, when Arendil yeah. shows up, it's not really that compelling story wise. No, it might he, be he, really interesting to look at, yeah. but we don't know anybody there. Maybe he invests Finarfin. almost nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. We don't. Ingwe's son. Even even yeah, exactly. our story where we've invested so much more and so much so many more minor characters will have very few people participating in the war of wrath that any of our viewers care about question mark if you're an elf who lives in Beleriand, who's now like exiled to the isle of balor on account of Beleriand being taken over by morgoth do you participate in the war of wrath and if the host of valinor is like no we don't want you we're good do you sneak in anyway and join because you're like, you know, young Elrond and you really want to be there? And it turns out he's definitely seen those hosts because he says he saw it with his own eyes. But um, he can have seen it after the war is over, though. He didn't specify, but yeah. he did say that he had seen the host that attacked Thangorodrum. Mm-hmm. And that suggests that he was there. I think there is... Doesn't mean he had to be. The point is... not to we... like about young... Elrond stowing away with the forces of Valinor in the War of Wrath. I'm Can just saying, if we, need, if we need a character that the audience is going to know and care about to see the War of Wrath through their viewpoint, I suggest Elrond and Elros. They're mm. there. Somebody yeah. carry Let's him under them. his un, under their cloak into the battle. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm down. And Elros could do something significant, which is why he becomes the king of the 
of the uh, Numenorians. Yep. Sure. Yep. Like we can we can create some more of Wrath stories, but yep. we do have to create them because Tolkien didn't write them. Exactly, and um, which is which is fine, and I'm not afraid of that. But it's another reason why I'm I'm not feeling like we need tons and tons of infinite room. To, I mean. Yeah, it's, if the we story, stretch the stories the world will wrap take out up. to three episodes, that would be a yeah. lot. Right, I you know? I yeah. would I would be shocked if this if the the war of unnumbered tears um, yeah. lasts more than three episodes. We might get into the opening salvos, like the fourth from the last episode, you know. But that's about it. Yeah, no, I, we, we'll have. I, so I think there'll be plenty of time. Plenty of time for. Even if we wanted to start season 12 with the third Kinslaying, we could do that, I think. Third Kinslaying, mm-hmm. Voyage to Valinor, Arrival in Valinor, Judgment of the Valar, Arrival of the Host, War of Wrath for a few episodes, um, shove Morgoth through the hatch and chuck the Silmarils. Like, I think there's plenty of time in a season to do all those things. Right. Um, and that would leave Vianwe still in, in Beleriand, or what's left of Beleriand, and that we could start into the second age with Sauron showing up and being like, Hey, pardon me. That's exactly it. Yeah. Right. We start, yeah, okay. we, st- we, we start with Sauron's repentance at the beginning of the, of the next season as the intro to, to, to the second age. Absolutely. Okay. And I, um, th- this also, by the way, frames, if we did the third Kinslaying at the beginning of season 12, it then frames season 12 with Mithros. And yeah. Magma. Yes. Yeah. Um, Obviously not opposed to that. I, th- I thought you might like that. <laughs> Although yeah. uh, Jeremy in the chat suggests having the frame story POV be Elrond while the main story POV also be Elrond, which would <laughs> be insane. It. I really <laughs> love, love that. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I am going to um, push back on making my throat slip. <laughs> Shockingly, no, no, I, I know. I, I, I'm not or, suggesting Mithras is the through line character. No, 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 yeah, yeah, but yeah. the book ends. The begin the book ends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, I'm obviously not changing that. What I'm suggesting though is that with each of these seasons, we need to have a mortal character who is the focus. And ah. with season seven, like because we had Baron in season six, obviously we've got Hurin and Huor in season seven, but mostly Hurin. Um, we're moving into Turn for the next two seasons. After that, it looks like. Um, you know, whether Tuor or Dior is more important in certain seasons, we can sort out now. I'm a little lost, <laughs> but right. the last season, it's really Elrond and Elros, not Mithras and Maglor. Like, their story's over, Agreed, and they yeah. don't know it yet, but they're on their way out. So, yeah. the story and, we're going to tell is going to be the story of Elrond and Elros. Right, right. Just yep. saying. <laughs> Totally. Oh, and Arendil and Elwing, I am counting as mortals because they were born that way. I realize they don't quite end up that way. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and and needless to say, by the way, I think that we totally lean into the again the stuff that got that gets kind of left out. Um, but the idea that they're humans as well at the Havens of Sirion, right? And the, you know, the, being able to play on the human cultures there and the elf cultures there and Elrond and Elros. And um, there's a lot more that we can do to make their choices make sense. Um, again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're illogical in the book, but it's, but they're not compelling, right? Like 
Why mm. does Elros choose humans? Why does Elrond choose elves? We don't really know like right. what their experiences were that led them to do that. Um, we're going to have the opportunity to build that a little bit, mm-hmm. which will be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. And another character who should play a prominent role in that final season would be Cairdan, who has been on the periphery for mm-hmm. the last two seasons. Yes. He, he played a somewhat significant role in season four. Season four, yep. But we're going to have to bring him in more and more at the end and show how he's not quite an Erendil character as far as fate goes, but he still has that prophetic. I am here for a purpose. Yes. Thing that is carrying him through this age. Unlike anyone else who it's all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What, what does a human soldier even do during the war of wrath? The war of wrath is not the war of the powers from the, the, from the beginning of the first age um we're told in fact that entire armies of humans who i guess were all like in hiding in the in the wilderness trying to avoid getting orked um come also, out of the how long work. does the war of wrath take place in 50 years that's what I'm saying. They could have like, yeah. <laughs> like bred yeah. a new army of humans uh, right. <laughs> during the course yeah. of the war. <laughs> the final, the final battle, like an entire new generation. Of exactly, like the grandkids of, of, the, of, of the soldiers who started the war. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, Tolkien's timelines for the end of the first age are extremely muddy. Very. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Therefore, it's a which version are you going with? And of course, it's of course. Yeah. Th- so there's there's you can make it 50 years. You can make it a lot less than that. And you can, you can make it more, I guess, yeah. justify anything at this point. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so we can decide, but if we need human characters to stay alive for more than one season, we can do that for a lot of this. The yeah. set years are that the Baron and Luthien story we've taken through about year 462. So mm-hmm. it ends a few years earlier in our version um, on account of some things that were skipped. And then the, Unnumbered Tears is 472. So Turin's story is being crafted around the 472 date for that okay. battle. Same with Tour. And then, yeah, at what year does Thingle die? At what year does Gondolin fall? Well, we can talk about that when we, we get there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I believe the War of Wrath stuff isn't supposed to go much past like 526 or something like that the first age isn't that long well it Um, makes i mean the way that it accelerates towards the end it's not like we want to add another couple centuries or something so right so we can keep the humans alive as we need them or the dwarves or you know what have you okay so all right so let's let's see if we can sum up more or less where we are there's still some Mm -hmm. muddiness in the middle but i think it's perfectly appropriate that the muddiness is around the fall of doriath because that's the muddiest part of tolkien's text anyway so okay Mm -hmm. oh and by the way p.s even before i do the summary marie i am totally down i would love to do the 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 number one after after discussing our way through the end of the war of the jewels um in mythgard academy i am pumped up to get rid of baron and the dwarves I want the Feanorians back. I want the Feanorians to be ambushing the dwarves coming out of... I love that version of the story. It's so much better. Like, the Feanorians... The way that Tolkien was shifting to that in order to build up to the second kinslaying so that the second kinslaying doesn't just come out of nowhere, but we have, like... Now that Luthien doesn't have the Silmaril anymore, the Feanorians are on the job, right? And their very (laughs) first move is to ambush the dwarves because they're like, 
Problem solved. The dwarves already killed Thingle for us and took the Silmar out. Now we just have to kill dwarves, take the Silmar out from them. No elf, no kin need be slain in this transaction, right? What a golden opportunity. And then it doesn't work out and they're like, dang it. And then that's what like leads to the precipitation of the, anyway, I love that. It just, it's such a great logical story. We lose Baron and Treebeard, I know, but we can still think about how we don't have to. We can find, think about integrating Treebeard. That's the major loss. Yeah, we, in we can put Baron and Treebeard someplace else. Yeah, we can, we well, can, we can, yeah. <laughs> right. So if we if we make that choice, then we would have to decide how we want to end the Baron and Luthien story. Yes. And obviously the last we've seen of them, they're happily married off in Tolgal and not caring about what's happening in the rest of Beleriand. So yeah. if they stay there... That's kind of fine. Like we did a fa- tell a the story to that point. A very gentle denouement is the yeah yeah. I mean, right. that, that's oh, the and other... by the way, having the oh wait no no they don't have the Simril. I was going to say having the Simril in a secure undisclosed location <laughs> seems like well, they a move do for a while. Yeah, but they did, yeah. yeah that doesn't happen yet. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll so we'll have to sort out what the final note we'll we'll want to have for Banner Luthien because we do probably want a final note with Dior in his story. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, losing his parents is part of his story. So, yeah. as yeah. with many Tolkien characters, um, <laughs> yes. so we'll yes. we'll have to sort that out. But um, we probably can find an ending there if yeah. we need to. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to make okay. a note that I good I really to know to that that's something you want to version. incorporate. Yeah, I think that that's, that's that's I think it's I think it's fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, but I get more fan audience, right? Who says no? Um, Not me. <laughs> I figured. I figured I was. I, I was on a good. Angle there. Okay. Yeah. Easy sell. Uh. Okay. All right. All right. So. All right. So. 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 Let's see if we can do it. Season seven is the easy one. We start with Hurin and Huar, and we end with unnumbered tears. The Hurin being the primary through line of the season. Season eight, we start with. We do the tour story from his childhood to his arrival in Vinyamar. We do the Turin story from his childhood, especially in Dor- his arrival in Doriath, his childhood in Doriath, all the way down through the arrival of Glaurung in Nargothrond and the downfall of, of, of you know, the destruction of Nargothrond. So the, the, with that motif of Turin making his worst choices. Um, so Turin is making his worst choices. Tuor is, by contrast, making good choices, heading off and finding his destiny, meeting Olmo at the same time that uh, Turin's doom uh, the, is coming upon the, him. At the time, him. same time, Turin is meeting Glaurung. Exactly, yeah. That juxtaposition, that... That's, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. That's I nice. love that. Yeah. And then and we're also, of course, we're beginning the season, probably, with Hurin's captivity, so that we set up the curse there at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, season it's, nine. It's in there somewhere, yeah. It's, it's in, in there somewhere, somewhere. right. Yeah. Season nine, um, we get um, Tuor is setting off with Veronwe on what may be a relatively roundabout trip to Gondolin. Um, but in any case, he's going to get to Gondolin. He's going to deliver his message. His message can be deliberated. Turgon can decide that he's not going to do anything with it, and Idril can build a tunnel. Right, so we we could... Man, that's starting to sound like we could flesh that out into appearing, you know, stretching over five episodes or so. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, okay. At least and, three. Right, at least three. Meanwhile, Turin is heading out, um, not rescuing uh, uh, Finduilus, Goes up, kills Brada, comes back, um, uh, goes to Brethil. So we have the rest of the Turin story, right? He um, 
so we end season nine with the death of Turin and Hurin, who has been released, arriving just a moment too late. Oh, that's so horrible. I can't even. Um, but okay, that's happening in season nine. We've accelerated things, but we're still... We've gotten Hurin, but we're not overlapping them. So nothing has happened with the Nauglamir. Nothing's happened with Thingol yet. We've just... We, but we've gotten he might have order, He might have ordered the Simril Nauglamir set. No, because he wouldn't have the... He would have the Silmaril, but not the Naglamir yet. If Horn's going to bring it to him still. Well, he could have gotten, he could have done it on the way. Like he could have, he could still have, we could talk about this later. Yeah. It could still happen. Uh, it, I gotcha. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm tracking. I'm tracking. It's your, it's, it's, there's choices to be made there, but by releasing him early, that possibility is not on the table. Right. And the he only thing we're going to hold off on. Right. And that's if why he, he doesn't get If he's time. going to all gotcha. the places, he gotcha, may hit gotcha. Nargathron before Doriath. Yep. Um, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, Nargathron, Doriath, Brethel. Yeah. Yes, that could yeah. be the order. Um, or even Nargathron, Brethel, Doriath is the one that I would lean towards. Like, he go, his, he's going to try to rescue Turin, right? And yeah. he thinks he's in Nargathron, and then he finds out he's not in Nargathron, and then he gets to Brethel just in time for Turin to die, at which point he's ticked off. And he's got the Nalgormir in his back pocket that whole time. And he goes straight to Doriath from, like... Well, he he might not know that Turin is in Brethel, and he might go to Nargothron and and find out, well, we don't know where he is. We think he might be in Brethel. Like, that information could be related to, to, to Doriath. Yeah, no, no, he could. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. We can, we can send him where we, he we, wants. We can figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, we can figure that out. Thingle can get that Nalgormir either in this season... Or the next one, depending yeah. on how we choose to do it. Yeah. Now that right. we've released her in early. Now that we've released her in early, it's happening. <laughs> like it sounds like it's happening now. I, that's <laughs> it. and it's all. And the great thing is that it's all Nick's fault, not my fault. So I'm loving this. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Season ten. Then. Wait, 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 wait. I got a okay. quick season nine question. This yeah. can also be punted. Um, since we're making up as we're making up stuff for tour and fleshing out his story. Do we think we can contrive a cameo appearance of Tour in Turin's story? Yes. Like, just like a oh, brief not moment even... where they're like fighting back to back, working together. <laughs> not like that, but the the right. moment at the pools of Vivran. They both be... pass at they yeah. they cross paths yeah, at the pools of Vivran, and that will be an important point to establish yeah. for the audience what's happening where and when. But so we have a conversation. You're, you're you're wanting to give them like stuff more than that an interaction oh it would be kind of cool for them to have an interaction but they they don't know each other who they are yeah they they never did on exchange names yeah which sets up turns bad habit of not exchanging names that's right one of the take-home lessons is wear a name tag just wear a name tag how hard is it right with all of your names on it all of your names it can be a long name tag you might have to unfold right you might need a retractable name tag like the old like the old wallets with all the pictures of all your kids (laughs) exactly yeah which name is turns going by at that point because this is after the fall of nargothrond so is he turnbar yet one of his it's one of his bad names right is he Nathan still? Ooh. The wronged? No, I forget what name he's going by. No, Nathan is, is Agarwain, yeah. son of Umarth, at this point. Yeah, or that was something. Maybe? That was yeah. Okay, that was in Nargothrond. I, I know, but it's, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I forget what. How does he introduce himself in Dorlom? And I forget. But I don't think the, he does. Like it right, would be. You could actually make and like as long as something else is having. To... As long as something else is happening somewhere else, you could do an entire episode where it's just. 
Tuor and Turin shooting the breeze at the pools of Ivrin. You could. Except, except that Turin's kind of he has places to go and things at the time to do. and stuff. So he's not going to just like kick I back guess. for that. But, maybe but we could do a much more extended interaction, like well, a therapy session. He right? he could use and, a and he, he could, could give a... one of his names, but not because the whole point is he was yeah, always he's... trying to conceal himself. He's always trying yeah. to hide who he really is. So yeah. if he gives a name, you know, pick which one we want to use, but Tour yeah. won't figure out who it is. Yeah, yeah. You should, you should give one of his bad self fulfilling prophecy names for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, but the thing and, is, I don't. And, yeah, and so, Hura yeah. should get a Hura should have like an interesting reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, this Tuor uh... Tuor doesn't reveal his name because he's nobody. Yeah, right, right. Why? Why would anybody? Yeah, why would anyone grew up with right, no yeah. family, like an yeah. orphan in the wilderness? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Or, or if he could even call himself a son of Anil if he wanted. Mm. Right. Which wouldn't mean anything to Turin either. Like they could both give a name. And be like, mm, don't know who that guy is. Right, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it would be weird. I mean, if so, I yeah. ran into Turin in the woods, I probably wouldn't give him my real name either. That's very <laughs> fair. It's true. Maybe he already has a grudge against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, but yes, I think, I think even if we did, I, I, I think like even inserting a respite for Turin before shit really hits the fan could be nice. Right. But it, it, would, right. it would give you, it would give like a nice, it would be like a, it would be like a, I'm sure it would be satisfying because it's like wish fulfilling for, for readers. But also, uh, I think it could have a nice like narrative sort of purpose of like kind of mm. a, a moment of like near miss. This thing could have gone a different direction, maybe. Mm. What if these guys teamed up? But Dave, you're but, overlooking uh, his like, time of domestic bliss in Brethel. He's got a nice, oh, yeah, like, okay, happy interlude That's true. there. You're right. He is going to have a nice one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. All right. All right. So, so, all right. So, but we okay. get to the end of the season, right? Death of Turin, showing up of Hurin, and Idril's building a tunnel, right? And Tur- Turgon mm-hmm. has made his fateful decision yeah. to not, to not to, right? Yeah. Okay. Season 10, then, um, is going to be... One thread of season 10 is going to be the romance, marriage, and staving off of Maeglin's creepy advances, uh, which then culminates in the birth of a Arendel and then the fall of, you know, and the betrayal of Maeglin, the fall of Gondolin. So we got that yes. one clear thread in season 10. Um, we then get the hurling of the Naglamir at Thingol, the forging of the new and improved Naglamir, the death of Thingol. Um, she called it the new and improved Cimmeril. It'll, it'll make Feanor man. <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't say that. That's pretty much calling down the curse on yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, Cimmeril is going to be showing up from somewhere at some point here, right? You know, it's going to, yeah. He's um, probably still alive. Exactly. He's probably <laughs> listening. So, um,. <laughs> So, Maglor is a listener to this podcast, right? Yeah, we no, 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 no have to figure who in the chat is go. actually Maglor. But anyway, so okay, um, the <laughs> we had we casually talked about bumping the second kinslaying, but now I'm not sure where we're. Are we ending with the death of Thingol, or are we we end with the Feanorians ambushing the dwarves? Right, right. So the death of Thingol would not be the end of the season. It would be Whoa. something that happens the during of, the season. Um, how about the death of uh, Baron and Luthien? Mm-hmm. It could, I mean... Like the, the, the Silmaril being delivered to Dior? 
Right. So, well, except that they don't have it in our version. I don't know how we're handling. Oh, they, we, have to, we have to right. figure that yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So the point is we're going to kill Thingol before the end of the season and then deal with some aftermath with dealing with those dwarves. And the fall of Gondolin could happen after that um, so that that preserves Gondolin still existing after Thingol is dead from the original, right? Right. Yep. The whole yep. Gondolin is the last. Yeah. yeah. So that way, if we shift yeah, it around and have some other stuff happen be, in Doriath, we could bring Dior to Doriath yeah. before the end. Like we, we could, could do something. I don't we know could. exactly how we're going to end the storyline though, because we have a lot of choices to make about the Nogalamir storyline as to what is even happening. As you brought up, so who's true. attacking those dwarves? So true. Well, not yeah. necessarily the published version. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. The the published version, which Christopher like apologizes for in the War of the Jewels. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um. Okay. So little unclear exactly, and and that also means, by the way, that it's therefore a little bit unclear what exactly we're kind of paralleling with the fall of like what's happening at the same time right. as the fall of Gondolin. Um, right. Is it Dior arriving in Doriath? Is he already king of Doriath? And we're bringing him the Silmaril and news that his parents have died? Like, there's there's different... Is it even the bringing of the Silmaril to Luthien? Like the putting of the Silmaril on Luthien or something like that? Right. That's also a possibility? Right. Because that would be um, her doom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So we could... Somewhere, somewhere around there is where that plot line ends at the end of season 10. Along with the fall of Gondolin. Um, by the way, Glorfindel, is he dying in season 10 or season 11? Uh, right. So you wanted more. The Where right. does the fall so of Gondolin end? Is what yeah, I'm saying. you yeah. wanted more story with the, with well, the founding of the I especially wanted it when I thought we needed it to balance, right? But right. if we're, we're stretching enough, yeah. I think we can make it work. Um, I think we kill Glorfindel in the season with the fall of Gondolin simply because the attack of the Balrogs on the refugees feels like it's part of the same story. Yeah. I don't think we end the fall of Gondolin until they're away in the clear. Okay. Right. I, that's, that's how I feel about that story. Right. Well, it, what it, the difference that it makes mm -hmm. is where do we want to end it? Like, yeah. Is the end of the fall of Gondolin like that plot line? Is it Gondolin in flames and alas, Gondolin is fallen, is fallen? Or is it, but the refugees have escaped, right? I mean, is it hope for the future and young Arendel being carried on, on to her Young Arendel is a character in that storyline and therefore, of course, hope for the future is the note right. you end on because that's who he is. Right. You right. cannot is, tell the story of the fall of Gondolin and not Mr. have hope the, the future. <laughs> and yet hope for the future has survived <laughs> right. because right. Arendel lives. Yeah. Yep. Like Agreed. that that's why I don't want to separate it. Agreed. No, that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect. In which case in the beginning of season 11, the Gondolindrium refugees are free agents. They finished their story. So we mm -hmm. can bring them, we can have them, fo we can focus them on bringing the Havens of Syria right. And the establishment of the Havens, which is kind of a bigger deal. It's not just a, a purely geographical movement, right? We have here, right. we bring Kyrdin in. We need Gilgalad. We got to figure All out what Gilgalad is All the refugees are coming to this point now because we've just destroyed well, wait, Nargothrond wait, and Gondolin. Doriath is still, is still up, though. Doriath is still up. Yeah, Doriath so is still that'll up. Be the, so it'll be the Havens and Doriath with Dior. And Doriath, yep. Until... 
until and we can yeah now we're ending up with not so much in this season Doriath's story left because right, right. yeah this season is now the havens well, and the second kinslang and the second kinslang exactly and that's, uh, that that's what i was going to say that that's like a whole we, season well um that's why i was suggesting we include some voyages of arendel um yes. here that um, that we can yeah we can have we can postpone Elwing's arrival for almost as long as we want. Um, mm-hmm. Right. She and, can be older when she gets there. I was going to say, which would conveniently give her time to grow to adulthood as well, which would be convenient. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless we really want her to be a, a kid during the kinslang, like if we want the story to be that she is a child who's like whisked away during the kinslang. But if that's not important, then... I'm fine with her Having being her over. arrive at the Havens. I mean, unless we're going to do a you and me in the Cottage of Lost play, Arendel and Elwing, you know, playing together as children yeah. and growing up to fall in love and get married story. Um, I I would rather she not show it. We certainly don't want her showing up as a kid when Arendel's full grown. Right. So if you're going to do him doing voyages, <laughs> I'm thinking not. let's keep her in Doriath. Let's keep her occupied. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her Besides brother's which, again, significantly this, younger. What? So her brothers can be younger, so we can still yeah. have children in the sack of Doriath. Yeah, yeah. Who are going to have horrible ends? Yes, probably. Yes. Oh, we still have. Yeah, I mean, we have the one of the classic opportunities to um, to have children coming to horrible ends if we if we want them. Uh, so yes, that's easy. Um, but yeah, it, this also gives us an opportunity, frankly, to. I mean, I would kind of like to take a minute with mm-hmm. not with. There, there, there are two elements of this story that I think need some serious expansion, right? One of which mm-hmm. is Dior's kingdom. What's that like, right? Mm-hmm. What is the what is what is Doriath Mark II actually like, right? What are the differences? Mm-hmm. What is I mean, just flat Dior as a character. I mean, he's an almost almost a non-entity in the Silmarillion as far as what we know about him. Like you know, mm-hmm. we get very little. I'd like to lean into Dor- to Dior as a character. I'd like to see. Be able to do some compare and contrast. I mean, heck, what is like Doriath without the girdle of Melian? Like, right. that, there are all kinds of things that we need to that we can that we can do. But then also at the same time, the other thing that we do is build up the Feanorian story. I was going to say the the parallel story to Doriath yes. without the girdle is so the oath, <laughs> and that yes. that can be in this season. And if we've introduced them with the dwarves at the end of the previous season that goes into it. Exactly. Um, the other thing is that part of the Arendel storyline is he's trying to reach Valinor. Yes. And in this season, he can have voyages and be unsuccessful at that. Mm. Like, yes. so we can set that up as a goal. He's following in Varanway's footsteps. Varanway was not successful. Tour has not been successful. Arendel is not successful. And then if we open up the next season with, the second kinslaying and bring the refugees down and marry them and get mm. that whole thing ready for the third kinslaying. Yes. Then, Hey, wait a second. This means that we actually, uh, I'm not sure this will work because this means we have a season that ends happily. Um, we're going to end it with the second kinslaying. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. No, that's... <laughs> hey, that doesn't sound right. That's but, good. Yeah. But that is the arrival of Elwing. So 
Okay, sorry. So yeah, I guess we're in. There's season... still a resolution, a more. Yeah, positive. It's season, hey, we're season... in season eleven now, right? Season, so... season one 11. ended happily, right? No, no, no. I just mean from seven on. Right? Yeah, this whole I mean, this whole so, story. Like oh, we're at Battle of Unarmored Tears, Fall of Gun, uh, Fall of uh, Nargathrond, rather, um, Death of Thingol, Fall of Gondolin. Second kin slaying War of Wrath is how we're ending this the final season. So yeah, right. Well, that's good. So that's good. so it we've works. got what looks like a couple of bad things: the second and the third kin slayings back yeah. to back, more or less, at the end of season eleven and the beginning of twelve. Yeah. But the aftermath of the third kin slaying is that Arendel is successful in his voyage. So if season eleven is him trying to make that voyage and failing, now there's a very clear silver lining to the third kinsling right. which the part where elwing turns into a bird and flies away like clearly we've got some involvement from the valor at this point at the very least if not a luvatar because like this is the level of the whole bird wait thing a minute is, what just yeah. happened here uh-huh. yeah like that's not mm-hmm. usually how <laughs> it's not normal behavior right yes. so having that as an indication of oh now we're into the end game of the whole point of everything and Arendel yes. is the special guy I feel like we need season 11 to set that up yep yep so I'm I'm in favor of not just founding of the havens but Voyages. founding of the and Kierden trying to fulfill his role yes. of reach, yes. reach Valinor reach the west that was his whole deal is I'm going to build ships that can reach the west and he keeps building yeah. these ships that nobody gets there. So, exactly. Like... No, that that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. I like. That's the other thing I want to do about the establishment of the Havens. Exactly that. That mm-hmm. rather than merely depicting this as the surviving elves are being driven to the last and smallest bit of land, you know, that's left to them. It's not just that, right? They're they've gone. This is a this is a positive step, right? And it's not merely by default. There's nowhere else. There's a bunch of other places they could go if they just wanted to run away. Right, but going to the Havens of Syrian is not running away. It's a plan, right? And right. the plan is to join with Kyrdan. Yeah. Kyrdan becomes the centerpiece then. Yes. I I want yeah. season 11 to have a yes. big Kyrdan focus. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's good. While I still think... keeping to our mortal characters of Dior and Arendel. For sure, for sure. Yep, no, no, that's that's important. And of course, we have to figure out what exactly Gilgalad's perspective is. Where is he, by the way? Like <laughs> the last time we saw him, yeah. he was Fing- Fingen's ambassador to Doria on his awkward do- right. ambassador. So mission. he yeah. managed to have such tasks as reading out Kelligorm's letter asking for Luthien's right. hand in marriage right. to the king of Doria. Yes. So it's been going. Great for him. Worst ambassadorial uh, job ever. I mean, like, right. worst job to be handed. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So he's been based in Nargothrond. That was, like, that was why he was doing that. Right. So, but we can move him as necessary. His family is in Nargothrond right now, because obviously we're addressed there. Um, so we're going to need to get him out of Nargothrond before the fall. Yep. Um, Celebrimbor needs to go with him. Yep. And Fendula stays. So whatever gets him out can't be a, I think it's getting dangerous, so I should leave. 100%. And we had come up with a storyline earlier, which we did not end up really using, where while the Feanorians were there, 
there was some risk to him, so he got sent away. But then we did the whole ambassador thing instead. Yeah. Um, no, the, the I mean the whole like let's put Gilgallan in cold storage in case we need him later plot line is not one that I love. Um, no. So so yeah. Yes, yeah, sending him down to the havens for no reason doesn't fit. However, yes. we are going to have messengers from Almo in the form of Gelmer and Arminus show up in yeah. Nargothrond during the turn story. And if we're get, if we want to do a parallel to Gondolin, Turin can be like, nope, we're good here. Everything's fine. And Ordress like, so Gilgalad, I'm going to need you to go to the Havens and talk to Kyrdin because apparently we're about to have a big problem. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, so like he can be sent on a mission instead of sent away to keep him safe. Sure, exactly. And no, that, whatever I... his mission is does not result in saving Nargothrond, obviously, but right. maybe he tried. And got and, there too late or, you know, whatever. Right. So it's and not the build gonna... a tunnel thing, but it's it's the equivalent of build a tunnel is send Gilgalad right. to Kyrdin. Right. And but then we have to answer the complicated question. Why is Gilgalad not the leader of the, you know, of the like, why is he? He's, how, he's does, how does he? Get, yeah. He's Orithdra's son. He's older than Kyrdin's... Arendelle. <laughs> I mean, I'm... yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Kierden's around. Sure. Why is Kierden not in charge? Yeah, agree. I'm thinking anyway, Kierden is just... in charge. Right. No matter Kyrdin who you charge. say is the leader, Kierden <laughs> is the one charge. in charge. Right. Right. Which I yeah. think everybody there would defer to Kierden. And if mm-hmm. Kierden's like, ah, we have a human settlement here, it would be best to have a human leader. Young Arendel, you are the leader of these people. Right. Yes. Oh, of course. And Arendel's, yes. I'm doing what you say, man. Right, right. And like yeah, just figuring out where Gilgalad fits in the political constellation at the Havens of Syria is, is a bit... Or do we want to get rid of him? We could get rid of him, too. We could send him off. He doesn't have to stay there the whole time. He can have a mission of some sort, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. we do have things to work out. When you said, like, are there any other long-term storylines, Galadriel and Sauron are the two that we definitely need from a whole cloth. Like, yeah. Tolkien didn't... Yeah. What he would have done if he had worked them into the first age. Yes. But everybody at the end of the first age is so lightly sketched. So what's Celebrimbor up to? What's Gilgalad up to? For sure. Now these these are gonna be fun like, gaps to fill when Right, like nobody knows. Nobody knows. Which is why, you know, I can't but we can't send them all east, but actually we kinda could. Um Well, when but, you said yeah. the choice to stay and do something, like send these ships yeah. or run away, going east. Are you doing something or are you running away? Right. So we could have one character go east with a purpose, probably Galadriel, and we could have someone else go east to run away. <laughs> right. If we want to, probably not Gilgalad. He doesn't seem to run away. I think type. the Celebrimbor could run away. Um, yes. Since seems, we know he ends up in Eregion, how quickly does he get there? He seems a runaway candidate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Especially after Kinsling start happening again. Like, he has a reason to get out of Dodge. Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, well, I mean, okay, you, know, are bad. Like, you don't want to be a Feanorian in the Havens of Syrian at that point. Right. I mean, it's awkward. Right? Yeah. It's and, on the best days. It's awkward. Yeah. yeah. There is a comment that towards the end, everybody who's left in Beleriand who's alive is like a refuge refugee on the Isle of Balar. Right. Yeah. Like that's where they all retreat to. The Isle of Balar is large. But only so large. Right. And if it's everyone, is that the surviving Feanorians as well? 
Like, are they welcome? After That's more uncomfortable just... than the shores of Lake Mithrim, for crying out loud. Right, because mm. they have already done the third kinslaying on the Havens of Syrian. Like, the reason yeah. everyone's on the Isle of Balar instead of the Havens right. of Syrian. Is, right. um... <laughs> Having failed to kill you all, we thought we'd move in. Is everybody okay with that? You know, can we... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's some logistics to work out there. And, yeah. like, when it says everyone's there, do we mean everyone or just everyone but the Feanorians? Right. Did they go somewhere else? Yeah. And if so, yeah. that might be another runaway option. Right. Um... Yeah. Oh, it reminds me, uh, Marie, to tell you that we were joking when we were reading um, Tolkien's comments on the conversation between Aeol and um, um, uh, Curafin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, people were people said that they want they want to make a they want to make a T-shirt that says, hi, my name is Curafin and I haven't slain my kin in. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in 600 years. Uh, um, I mean, because we, we, we were talking about the admirable restraint that he is showing in going he way is. out of his way not to do a kinslaying he on Aeol. He definitely yeah. didn't murder Eel when he exactly. totally could He's, have. He totally could. He totally could have. He totally wanted to. But um, but he absolutely Did didn't. So with it, you know, he's gone. He's he's gone clean. He's still he still hasn't fallen off the the, the wagon yet. Yeah, at that he's going to have so. to turn in some chips though. When we <laughs> exactly. Get to the end of yeah. So the uh, the 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 Kinsling sobriety uh, shirt I thought was 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 kind of fun. Anyway, okay. However, it's super late, but I think we've done well. I think this this seems a workable. There's still lots and lots of questions to answer, obviously, and there's still even even in the overall shape and f- thinking of the the kind of the balance and the pairings. Some of them work really well, like Vinyamar and Nargathrond. I, I agree. I, I really like the Olmo Glaurung pairing. Um, the stuff like the Fall of Gondolin, end of season ten. How do you know? How do we pair that exactly and with what? There'll be, but but that's all stuff that I think we can figure out at the time. The overall shape, I think, will I think will work, and we get it into twelve seasons. So. We've uh, we've planned out six years of podcasts now. At least you're very like optimistic. Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Let's just say there's a, a chance that Wally will be uh, you'll be doing college visits with college Wally visits. by the, yeah. by the yeah. time so we as get a frame to... of reference. Yeah, we're beginning season seven today, right? Yes. yes. In September of 2023. Yes. The beginning of season five was March of 2020. <laughs> okay. So. Good point. Yes. So that's. So let you know what you just signed bad. up that's for. That's three and a half years for two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're, 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 so what you're saying is we're coming in at less than two years a season. Right. That's right. Uh-huh. So it's less than twelve years left for us to do this to get yeah, to the end so of the first stage. We've we've planned out the next decade worth of podcasts. Mm-hmm. No problem. No, by yeah. my estimate, we got six seasons left. If we're doing th- well, three and a half years, yeah, mm-hmm. then it's we're looking at yeah, ten, ten, ten and a half years ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will mm-hmm. film film be done by the time Tolkien's works are in public domain? <laughs> no. Yes. Not the Silmarillion. Yes. The Silmarillion yes. won't yes. be in the public domain they for will, a long it, time. Yes. Silm film will be done before yes. Tolkien's works are uh, before the Silmarillion is public domain. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a quirk of the way the Silmarillion was published. Was published, exactly. Because yeah. I don't think that it's 
I don't think on the cover that it says written by J.R.R. Tolkien anywhere. I believe uh, that the copyright is attached to Christopher. Oh, no, no, it 100% is, but I think it's by publishing it as just edited by Christopher Tolkien rather than edited by Christopher Tolkien, written by J.R.R. Mm-hmm. Tolkien. I think that that's, that's how they managed that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a long time, yeah. It'll be a long time. It'll be a long time. That's not bad. It's not bad. We've, I mean, we've already done six seasons, so we're Fine. halfway done. Mm-hmm. We're halfway there. That's yeah. a different way of putting it. Yeah. That's encouraging. We're but when did you uh, first propose uh, some film, Corey? Well, it was what, 2014? I think it was 2014. It was in Mythmoot 3, yeah. wasn't it? It was in the. It, it was, was Mythmoot 3, late, yeah. It was shortly. It was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, that's right. Right it after was the after Battle the... of the Five the Armies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's how long ago it started. If Nine years. Through, it's perfect. Yeah. No, see, that's... exactly. How yep, about how much time we have left, except that the seasons ended up taking longer, not shorter. So I'd say we have another 10 years of this. Yep, well, Halfway through. Good. Halfway through. Halfway through. Um, yeah, the question is when we're done. Uh, will um, will I have grandchildren older than Nick's kids are now or Dave's kids are now? That's really the question. <laughs> that's, yep. that's really the question. <laughs> what well, okay. certainly seems to be the direction we're trending in. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. And that'll still leave us plenty of time, needless to say, for the second and third ages. So, um, yeah. Yep. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no problem. Got to no get them. Got to get those kids going. <laughs> yes, yeah, our, our children are going to. Yes, we need a transition plan. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. Um, I, I just I can't wait until we can we can retire and watch our kids argue about this. It's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll tune into Twitch every Thursday night <laughs> on my on my brain phone. You know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. By, by then you'll have a Elon Musk Neuralink chip in your brain. It'll just be broadcast directly in there. My family would disown me for sure. <laughs> but it would be interesting to see how many variations of technology film film outlasts because <laughs> 2014 was a while ago it was. that's true yes it was um it i don't was. know when zoom started or when twitch started but well i know we predate zoom i don't yeah. know if we predate twitch we might i don't know yeah i'd have no idea um but um anyway in any case Moving forward, our next episode will be coming back and beginning to do some concrete planning um, for season. We'll be, begin digging, you know, much more, and we'll try to get uh, a clearer vision of the the shape. Um, do we want? Are we gonna? Are we gonna talk about the? Of course, you know, Dave. We were saying one of the the two subplots that we're gonna want to build are what is Sauron doing and what is Galadriel doing, right? Oh so, boy, yeah. 
Um, do we want to have a separate episode on on those questions, or do you think Maria? Well, that we'll has been it. my recommendation for a while, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, with I you. think we probably should. There's a there's there's a lot we have to talk about there with those because again, we have to think about their whole trajectories, not just what we want them not to do season in season seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so we'll probably work through the overall shape of the rest of it, right, and see if we can figure out. A theme, and, and of course, the other challenge is how to go through the next six seasons without having any of the themes of the seasons merely be crushing despair, um, mm. because I don't <laughs> think it should be. But it's going to be a yep. temptation. So, anyway, we'll um, um, we'll we'll figure it out. So um, that'll be under discussion next time too. And the probable date. I say probable because man fall is complicated and um, traveling a lot. And I think I'll be around, but it's complicated. So Thursday, October 5th, though, is the projected next. That's just, in fact, two weeks from today um, at our regular time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so look forward to digging into. See- Thanks for this. This has been a really, really fun overview. It's uh, I feel like we're practically done now. This is. Uh, yes. Most of the work of the next six seasons is is behind us now, so we can we can just coast to the we finish line cruise. for the next decade. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks, everybody. Um, I will say, as always, thanks for listening and Godspeed. Good night. Now.